Hey, we are live. Welcome one and all to episode 71 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine. Today is February the 14th, 2021. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. If you're into that thing. Um, if you're not, then happy Sunday, the 14th for you. So yeah, I'm Hallmark holiday. Hallmark holiday. It's the Hallmark holiday, everybody. So I'm Graham Cookson. Uh, join me this week. He is my sweet, sweet soul brother. It's my co-host, Scotty Moe. And if only he'd stop playing with that radio of his, his mother's trying to get to sleep. It's Chris Powell. We are back once again live on Twitch. So keep us company and fire off any questions you have in the chat and we'll get to them when we can. So join us as we all try to understand the concept of love this Valentine's Day with this week's Megavisions Show. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Um, oh. So yes, <laughs> as always, we'll start with how week's been going. So, Scotty, happy Valentine's Day to you, my brother. How you diddling, my Thanks. friend? Um, that's not. You cannot say that. <laughs> Do you realize what that means? <laughs> you know what we're talking. We'll talk off the air. We'll explain. Well, one uh, day when you're older, I think Graham. it means com- something completely different. I think it means to go fishing in England. It's like an old Indeed. fishing term. Yes, exactly. Okay, it's well, actually- we're still going to have to. Like the diddle, I think, is what they call like the actual like the a bobber. <laughs> and they'll be like, "Oh, how you diddling? Oh, you know, it's mm, not much action." Yeah. Uh, I think I, that's uh, <laughs> not on the same, not on exactly the same bar. But a fanny pack is not the same thing in America as right. is. It yeah, certainly is not. Um, I, I will just say, actually, that's from a, a really old comedy show in the uk like this like comedian guy goes on stage and always goes how you diddling and like it's just like Z go for a mario one up at the same time there <laughs> but you like gestured uh what's anyway, happening where are we Hi. sorry hello this is scotty nuts. what's up okay. what's happening um no we uh we're continuing Shit's creek here and there um it might have been because i was a little intoxicated when we finally were watching it last night but I literally am fast forwarding through the daughter's scenes now, guys. No, I do not give a no, shit. She's no, not entertaining. No. I don't care about her drama. I don't care about mutt. I don't care about anything happening with her. That's the best part about it, though. Nah, so you, you will. It's gonna make like when she comes around so much better. Yes. Yeah. I feel. I feel like you grow with every every character grows slightly different. You have to. You have to dislike them at first before you can fall in love with them. Mm. Hey. Yeah, at the start, I only liked the dad basically, and by the end, yeah, like, right. he was my probably my least favorite character. By the end, I loved everyone else more. Or, uh, yeah. Um. Nah, I mean, Rachel said she'll watch it. I might watch it on my lunches or something. I don't know. <laughs> we kind of forget that we're watching it. We already like we already didn't. We watched like two episodes, and that was yesterday because we were not tired, and it was later than it should have been to go to sleep on a or earlier on a Saturday too early to go to bed so yeah I hear um that. yeah that was hard to get out uh, a, I, and, I get you because that's a perfect show when you're like it's i don't want to go to bed yet but maybe like 20 minutes 
and so like just put on an episode of Shit's Creek. That's a that and the, like the Office and stuff like that. That's a perfect yeah. Episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it's kind of, we kind of rotate amongst uh, that or Bob's Burgers, even though we've watched every episode of Bob's Burgers, and we we need to get the Blu-rays of that or something because it's on Hulu and the commercials in Hulu are just brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh. Or, or we used to watch always Supermarket Sweep, which that reminds me, Chris, you started to watch Supermarket Sweep randomly. We the '90s weird man. What happened? Why you didn't know, you it, like it? We do like it. We we did. It's just, and I would love to get back into more game shows. I love game shows. Um, it's just, I think it's just we've just been busy and just haven't gone back to it. I would really like to because is this is this the one that they've rebooted and brought back? Or is this the, they, very, the OG one you're talking about? Oh, the OG one. We That's watched when we every, started. Yeah. But I heard that they were bringing it back. Is that true? They is did with um, Leslie, what's her name, uh, from SNL. And she was in the Ghostbusters. Oh. Uh, is Leslie. It's gone. It's left my brain. Yeah, I know who's talking about it. I today, can't I guess. think of the name now. The so the '90s supermarket sweep show is great, um, and they it's just the '90s when everyone was reserved and didn't know how to talk on TV, like when they were on in front of a camera. And then this new one with with Leslie hosting is just a lot of screaming and not not just her because that's what a lot of people say. Like I don't like her because she just yells all the time. She's like an angry or Whoopi Goldberg or something, and it doesn't make sense. But like. I like her just fine, and I like her skits in SNL, and honestly, she was kind of the best part of the Ghostbusters movie, but the energy she brings bounces off the contestants, and the contestants are like, it's like if Twitter came to life, and you had to do a dance or come up with a slogan for everything, and the the same thing happened when we tried to watch The Floor is Lava, like, we got through two episodes because we could not stand the insufferable guests that thought they they're on TV. This is my time to shine. I got to no, do something God, memorable, yeah. and it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah. Um. Uh, that, wow. That where descri- am I? Anyway. That description you just gave though um, of um, people just yelling and stuff. That's what I thought of two broke girls. Like the main characters just seem to oh. yell all the time, just yelling insults at each other, and I'm like, I, I can't, I can't enjoy the show. <laughs> like this, lo- but those actors I actually like those actors. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, in that show, I was just like, I, I can't handle this. This is not good for me. They, um, for some reason, I don't know if like GameStop TV had a deal with CBS or something, but for a long time, we would get like, there'd be big bang commercials and also two broke girls commercials on GameStop TV. So I would learn to tune it out in the background, but I had to like hold myself back with saying like, haha, white people, right? Like every time the fucking two broke girls thing come on, cause it's just, uh, um, yeah. Anyway, watch WandaVision and the Thor movies cause that's a better representation of what's her name. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I'll just follow the name. Um, Cat Dead. I, freak- I-, I freaked out this week when I learned that the, the girl from WandaVision is the younger sister of the Olsen twins. Oh, did you know oh, that? Yes. I yeah. did not know that, and it, I saw <laughs> oh, yeah. it on Twitter or something this week. And I even I talked to Jamie about it too. She didn't know it when we were oh. out to dinner last night, and we were like, "What?" It yeah. completely blew me away. But she's awesome. I, I she's yeah, you know, more power to me. That say, family, damn. <laughs> I would say more power to her that she's able to have distanced herself that much from them and their drama that you didn't know that they were related. <laughs> Maybe I <laughs> which guess is so, also, yeah. which is also like. I, maybe slight spoilers as they go through sitcoms in WandaVision. 
um, everybody was like, they're going to do full house. And I'm like, I don't think they would for multiple reasons, but it would also be super weird if a relative of the Olsons was reenacting their show. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, that would be weird. And I think that's I why know. people want it. <laughs> That'd be, uh, Probably, yeah. yeah. That would be um, weird. I could see that. That's crazy. Yeah, WandaVision is, is okay, though. Uh, I was talking about um, Thursday Night Throwdowns this past week. Um, Corey and TJ and I streamed Super Puzzle Fighter 2 HD Turbo Remix, whatever the hell it's called, um, <laughs> and which was fun. That's a good, chill game. We had... Uh, um, um, Iron Chef popped into the chat and he played with us as well. Cool. Uh, but we were talking about WandaVision. I'm like, I can't say what I think about it because I don't know what's a spoiler because there's so much that happens suddenly in each episode. So I said to Corey, I'm like, I like the cinematography more than I like the story. And then I thought for a second, I'm like, and that's the most pretentious thing I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think, did you keep trying to plow through it, Chris, or? Uh, I haven't gone back to it yet, no. I, yeah. I, I want to, uh, especially because I keep hearing so much people talk about it. Uh, I, I have to get back to it. I just we, we haven't had a chance. Like I said, we've been so busy this week that we've not yeah. been able to watch a whole lot. But WandaVision is definitely on my list of uh, top stuff to go back to. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, did you jump into it at all, Graham? Did you try it out at all? Oh, I've I'm three or four episodes in that I've given it oh, okay. pause because I I have a thing like normally with the shows that I like I like to watch like two episodes at least at once so yeah I'm not very good at when when I can't I can only watch one episode each week I'm like uh, although the Mandalorian I did manage to do that I managed to watch one episode and be like I'm happy I'm satisfied for this week I can wait till next week but one division's one of those well, shows I'm like I want to see more so. Yeah. See, I think that shows the strength in the writing because with WandaVision, each episode is like 20, 25 minutes and literally nothing happens, but then suddenly something so powerful happens that it's almost unfair that it's on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Mandalorian has a story each, at least yeah. in the first season. I haven't watched the second season at all, but I think with WandaVision, we have pretty much decided we're going to wait till it's all out and just binge it. I, I mentioned previously or I'm sorry, my worlds are getting blurred, so I don't remember if I mentioned this on a stream during the week or on the podcast, but like, I absolutely detest Disney Plus's app and the fact that they think they should release things weekly, especially when it's a 20-minute thing each week. But mm. that's me. It's fair enough. It's a, it's a um, shared mega universe anyway, so whatever you say there, it, it, it's all happening, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It very much is. This is the MVU. Um, <laughs> So uh, that aside, though, um, I, for anyone who hasn't watched WandaVision, you got to give it a solid three episodes because it's nothing in the first two episodes, basically. Okay. It's, it's a huge epilogue. Yeah. Um, or there's little, prologue, there's little, sorry. I feel like there's little teasers that will pique the interest for some people. But yeah, I think give it three episodes. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, Odin, yeah, yeah. he bailed quick on that. He's like, this looks so boring. And so I'm hoping that we can just sit him down and get him through a few episodes. Is it a show yeah. that you'd recommend for young kids? Though is it is the is the content okay? You think? I mean, the, 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 I assume it's on Disney Plus. It would be you there's, know, like, there's nothing oh. there's nothing super violent or swearing or sexual in it, so it's fine for kids. But I think yeah, the attention span for some kids won't hold up, especially younger yeah. kids. Um, right. Like yes. I feel maybe um, are uh, there no action bits at all? Oh no, no there are. Yes. Vision, does Vision do Vision stuff sometimes? 
can't you, tell you. You can't. You can't. You can't really go to, okay. Uh, I don't know enough yes, about it. I don't know. If, I, I can't remember. If, I started reading um, the WandaVision comics for a little bit. I got like maybe two to three issues in oh. uh, when those released. So I did read some of it back then. I still have them, but I just didn't go through the whole okay. arc. So I don't know where it's going, and I don't really remember how it is. Um, I know the general premise. Uh, and like I said, I did watch the fir- some of the first episode, but I just can't remember if or when Vision starts doing Vision stuff. So that's kind of mm. where I like I mean, it. It's not full out action every episode or anything, yeah. but there are. Right. Yeah. I'm it's... just wondering because that's the kind of stuff that Odin would, would get yeah. his attention. I'm wondering if like if I could say like, hey, just hold off because there's some cool stuff coming up mm. that might get him to you know hold his attention for a little bit. Yeah, longer. fair enough. Um. I would say that it is more a drama than an action, even when action is happening. Yeah, uh, that's fair. But it's it's super spoilers if we say anything more. <laughs> it really is. Um, but I, I don't know. I think that the, the thing is, too, though, like the way they set up the stories and stuff for each episode, it's very much like a threes company plot where someone says something and doesn't fully even if they just finished the statement of the truth, there would be no plot for that episode. Um, so that in mind, it doesn't have the wham, bam, boom, kind of MTV quick, uh, like five second scenes and stuff. It, 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 the pacing is slower than probably most of the MCU movies. Um, but I would say faster than some sitcoms, if that makes sense. Yeah, so right. I don't think it, what I'm saying is it's not geared at kids. It's geared at like people that grew up with this stuff enough that it's nostalgia or maybe caught it in syndication. Um, but if you're younger than that, you probably won't care even when the plot kicks in. So I don't know if it's even okay. up his alley at all. Right. Maybe not. So, okay. I, would, I mean, you'd be the best judge. So I'd say just watch it and then maybe throw it at him again once you finish it, if you think yeah. it's worth it. Right on. Okay. Um, yeah. Outside of that, though, um, I mentioned previously that I won an auction for Crime Wave and it showed up. I'm Woo-hoo. holding it up now for the listeners. Um this person's getting negative feedback because this thing's fucking oh. water damaged. Look at the oh. side of this case. Look at the side of that. Yeah. It's yes. cardboard. So it, for those who don't know, uh, I got the PAL version of Crime Wave. Oh, it's in the bo- It's in the console right now. But he didn't so even those, get it. It's just a box. Yeah, just a box. Um, but so it's, it's a plastic um, case with the box art is actually tape glued to it i guess yeah um so that's kind of cool and makes up for it not having the instruction manual but it is clearly water damage because i showed the camera how you can see that yeah. it's the cover of it is Wait, rid- did, uh, was that a thing that they were doing in pal for in in the, the eu for a while the early yeah. the early sega assassin games were basically the the main plastic bit that holds the the discs was plastic um and then the outside was like a cardboard lining um, so you could, if you took off like the cardboard bits, there's just two bits of plastic that are loose. Basically. So Actually, how, do they, how do you find that those hold up over time? Like no, they they're not as good as the later ones. Later ones are more like more solid DVD style cases, yeah. um, which, um, have like a slip, a paper slip in them, um, which hold up way better, but I can show, Oh, one second. I can try and show so, you yeah, one keep, of them. Go ahead and grab one. And I'll keep talking about it. Um, but the, uh, so I thought, whatever, it doesn't matter because it'll still work. Um, it, I got it overall for 18 bucks, which is literally a third of what it's going for for the U.S. copy. So I felt pretty good about that. So I put it in, and I have an action replay. And the when you have an action replay in your Saturn, 
Um, that screen will come up first because it's like a game shark. It asks if you want to put codes in for the games and stuff like that. That wasn't coming up. And instead it was going to the BIOS screen and like saying like, this game is not readable. And I'm like, God damn it. Don't tell me now that my action replay oh, no. is dying because I, that will be a second time I've lost all my save files for my Saturn. And also I just suddenly won't be able to play the games I'm trying to get cheaper that I can't get at a reasonable price in the U.S. Um, I think that is acting up though. So that's fun. Eventually I got it working after choice words and um, started this game up. I'm going to stream it because I keep hyping it up so much, but fuck, the camera angle is not good. Is that oh, what... Uh, this Graham is and I were talking about it, and like <laughs> quick rundown of this game. It's a futuristic... It's called Crime Wave. Futuristic, you're a policeman person, um, and it's an isometric, like, think of the Urban Strike, Jungle Strike, helicopter right. game. But the camera... I, I had to show Rachel, because I'm like, help me legitimize this purchase. And, it, like, this came from <laughs> Australia, and I was so excited for this. I'm like, is this bad? And because I recently getting older, some first person shooter games, I can't play or can't watch someone play because I do get a little nauseous. Because mm. um, you and that and that's mainly because you don't like when you're playing, you know where you're going to move to before you do, but not if you're watching someone play. Um, so that's how you get nauseous. Kind of you, you don't anticipate the movements. Um, kind of same with VR a little bit. Uh, but this game, the camera is like, you're in a helicopter chase scene and the helicopter doesn't exactly know where to go. So your car will move and then it kind of rubber bands to follow you. I was having a little bit of trouble, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to give it a shot and stream it. Go ahead though, Graham. So this is, yeah. Cause I actually recently replayed a bit of, cause we took, cause you mentioned last week you're getting it. So I put it in my set and started playing it a little bit. And yeah, I was like, I do not remember this. Cause I think I, I nearly finished the game, but I lost the save file. Yeah. I remember ago. really liking it back. Yeah. Then. But I was just like, oh my God, like I genuinely started to feel nauseous. Like I was like, is there a way to fix the camera angle? Because if it was yeah. like, if it was like Jet Desert Strike or Jungle Strike where the camera doesn't move at all, I think this game yeah. would be so much better and so much more playable. But yeah, you're like chasing after like, because uh, basically the whole idea is you're shooting, you got to take down targets. Like back, there's criminals out there, you got to shoot them down using guns in your car. And you're chasing after them, and like you see them sort of turn around a corner, and like you're using a radar. There's like buildings in the way, and then as you try to turn turn the corner, suddenly like everything flips, and you're like, I don't even know where I'm going, and your car's sort of skidding off. It's just so hard to actually play the game. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's weird. But otherwise, it'd be a really bloody great game. Like the actual gameplay is solid just the camera just mm-hmm. screws everything up it feels like someone's holding down the camera rotation button it's just constantly moving a little bit it, it never stays still that's the thing <laughs> it's just like oh god so yeah that's something i wanted yeah. to mention but um, it's just it's odd yeah oh go ahead oh I was, I was actually gonna go slightly off topic back to what you were just talking about so chris this is my clockwork night oh. two case okay. um so this is the old school power and this is what happens over the, the years little... oh no so that's yeah, that's the exact same type of case okay yeah i'm not excited for this so, <laughs> your future, so yeah over time like the glue just wears out and yeah the these are basically two separate bits of plastic and there's just a cardboard bit of oh there we go the whole thing's just come off basically <laughs> even more now yeah if, if, no. I, I don't know if anyone can explain to the the listeners this so like. yeah if you hold it up so it is um very much it looks like if you had just the cover art and like um of the front and the back and you dot you put glue dots on it to then put um cardboard on both sides like it's a book or something yeah uh and uh that part just came off 
entirely. Yeah. And so, then, wow, I never, th- I never thought that I would see the day where I thought the giant Saturn cases were better quality than something else. <laughs> <laughs> But then this is my copy of Dragon Force for the Saturn, which is a later game. And yeah. you might be able to see it's like a plastic, it's a more like a DVD case. In fact, this game, this, this has been water damaged. This, oh God, I'm worried. Basically, it's like a piece of paper that can pull out. Well, and yeah. Yeah, an actual sleeve or liner. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like a okay. DVD so case that can pull out the, the artwork. Yeah. Questions for you with that then, Graham, because I, I know I'm, I'm pretty sure it is factual that the reason the Sega Saturn games came in those big jewel cases was because they had so many surplus, such a surplus after the Sega CD flop. Um, what are your Sega CD cases in the UK? They are hold, hold please, cooler. <laughs> I think this is going to make even less sense when he reveals it. Probably. Um, what a weird thing. I guess I don't know how you can possibly. Glass justify the Dreamcast cases in, in the EU. So, Sega CD cases in the UK are double CD jewel cases. Oh, I love those. So, double like a double album you might get for an audio CD, but they only have two actual disc holders in them, like two CD slots. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened for, like, Final Fantasy VII? It came with, like, what is it, four discs? Oh, oh yeah. So, you well, would, um... For the PlayStation, it was different. This is... Like, okay, so like, what about a four disc game? Like, what what was a multi disc game? Like a longer RPG? Uh, Shenmue. Like, oh, well, okay. Sure. The, well, this is Mega CD. Dreamcast. Yeah. Dreamcast notoriously is also different in, in the UK. So. Right. Yeah, we oh. were talking about that too while you were. Uh, oh, you were okay. I didn't. I didn't hear you because I had my headphones off. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So for the Dreamcast. So okay, classic Dreamcast European thing. The thing comes off. Um, yeah, for Dream Dreamcast, it's um, there are four slots. Um, so it's. Or is it, no, it's two slots on the Dreamcast. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, okay, this is the other thing about the bloody how Dreamcast cases, they all fall apart. <laughs> mm. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, why, I, I wonder, was there any other media that came in a case that was like that, Graham, at that time? Oh, not in the UK. No, literally, this was just Dreamcast wow. exclusive. So that must have been some sort of, yeah, some sort of, they, they intentionally did that. So it's not like they were able to secure some sort of deal with the company that had no. you know a bunch and so it cost less money they they intentionally did this on purpose yeah uh, that's, that's bad the, the, the uh, one thing i like about the pal dreamcast games is and this probably isn't the best example but when you've got this on a shelf you can easily read the logos very easily and like some of them actually have cool logos on them uh, they do whereas, look nice on a shelf i will so, say that yeah because i've got some american and japanese games and they're in the thin you know cd cases and i'm just like which one am I looking at? Like, what yeah. am I seeing right now? <laughs> well, you could fit, think, like, double the amount of, like, U.S. Dreamcast yeah. games on itself that you can, pal. That is true. Crap ton of more space. But yeah, yeah, see, I think that's why I like the Saturn U.S. cases so much, because the that was when, in the U.S., they went with the striped um, logo design for, like, Genesis was two shades of red, Game Gear was purple, Sega CD was blue, and then Saturn was kind of a gray and a white. But if you, you can't really see because it's in the background pretty far, but like you have, you would have that full logo. So you would have like the Sonic 3D Blast in the Sonic 3D or in the Sonic font. I like having that giant um, title and then a white background behind it. So it makes the, the font more prominent. Um, yeah. So that's me. Um, so uh, Crime Wave, the camera sucks, but I want to stream it because I want to show it to people. So I'm going to do that anyway. 
Um, speaking of Dreamcast, though, uh, a buddy of mine from college that I, no joke, have not talked to since 2005. He was kind of a friend of a friend. Um, he must follow me on Facebook or something because he randomly messaged me and said, hey, I found my old Dreamcast. Do you want it? I was like, uh, what does it have with it? And um, he's like, uh, it's got a couple games, controllers, and some Game Boy looking things. So I'm like, sure. So he's talking about VMUs. Um, That's so awesome. I got it. It showed up, and it does not play games. So, oh, no. <laughs> um, the cables work, and it came with a gray controller and a blue controller, which is cool. Blue controller's okay. The down and the D-pad's a little iffy. The second controller, the first uh, slot for VMUs, does not read entirely. So, And it's very hard to pull them out. Um, but I got three VMUs out of it. The black one, a blue one, and a white one. So that's okay. And uh, a bunch of games. <laughs> oh, nice. What games? Um, Test Drive Le Mans, Good. Sega GT... Good. Well, 4x4 mm. Evolution, Vanishing Point, game. Metropolis Street Racer, yes. and Soul Calibur. The, okay. This the games all work. I tested it on... Yeah. The, the games all work. I tested those out on my working Dreamcast. So I basically got a bunch of games and uh, another working controller. But more than anything, more VMUs is always nice because yeah. I'm definitely out of space on you all never of have my seven VMUs. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think I had a black one yet, which is cool. For some mm. reason, the color variants actually differ in value, which is just dumb. But yes, they know, do. That's, I, I mean, that's that's a, a line in collecting. I'm not going to go down. Is like starting to get like variants and controller colors and stuff like that. No, thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's fun to. I have a yellow Dreamcast controller, and that was you know for those that don't know or haven't seen them, it's those iMac colors, those like jelly bean transparent. Um, I gross. love, I love that stuff. Now, like yeah. it, it was so bad the design and everything back then, but looking at it back now, I just love it because it's so of that era. And to see that mm-hmm. off Dreamcast controller, it's very, great. it's very like ninety nine to two thousand two. Yeah. Like that is the yeah. era that 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 thing <laughs> yeah. was popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. that style. But the uh, it, it's fun to use. I mean, honestly, I got different colored controllers mainly for the marathon, so that we didn't have to like label these white ones. Um. But it's fun to use the yellow one because people have freaked out in the chat. Like, you can't use that one. It needs to be preserved. And I'm just like, mm, mm, let's lick it some or something, you psycho. I don't care. Uh, but um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, and so I go Does the Dreamcast mm-hmm. actually power on and stuff? It powers on. I could get to the BIOS and look at the VMUs. Um, yeah. It did not try... I put in the games he gave me. I put in games that I know work. I tested arcade racing legends did not work like other current um, or not. I said other current Dreamcast, but whatever, like games I know work. Um, but uh, yeah, so you should use it, it might just as, be the lens. Well, I was, you I was might use say, it as one of like the things that Graham's been doing. Like, yeah, I was going to say that's a prime GDMU modding console right there, sir. It might be. I actually mentioned that. reader in here or something Uh oh i think i froze yes you did freeze um i I actually said that to rachel was uh you know if it is just the lens because the motor's trying to move and stuff in it um because that it more than once um rachel has said like is it supposed to be that loud i'm like yes it is that's what the dreamcast (laughs) does (laughs) yeah um 
I was know, red tag wire in the chat seconds. You guys, he said either use it as parts or the GDMU. Yeah, what ground? So, I was just going to say on just about the motor. I was streaming Speed Devils on Friday last week. Uh, well, just just gone. And yeah, Pete, like I've got my RTX on, which blocks out all background noise, but it likes to pick up that motor because it's so loud. It's like yeah, people yeah. are just like, I can I can hear the Dreamcast working. Like, yep, that, that's right. Just this. <laughs> you can hear it trying. It's doing its best. It can't, um, it can't be louder than a PlayStation 4, though. I, I, I can't imagine. No, my PS4 continually yeah. sounds like it's about to launch when oh. I'm playing like RE2 and Last of Us 2. I yeah. tore mine down like to almost the bare bones and cleaned it completely. It was nasty, I'll admit. It was super nasty. Uh, but I cleaned it all out and put it together, and for a day it sounded good, and then it went back to just sounding like a, like the shuttle launch. It really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lastly, though, got another limited run pickup uh, for the Ooh. Switch Return of the Overdin. Uh, I will be trying that out soon. I'm excited to play that. No idea. Um, did you ever play Echo Knight? I did not. Okay, that's okay. You're an insurance broker or something, and you're trying to find out why and how these people died on a ship by hmm. reliving their scenarios and stuff, like ghosts or something. I'm not entirely sure, but it sounded really cool. Um, more importantly, for the sake of Megavisions, though, it came with the latest limited run uh, Club of Fun magazine that they have. And this one's very Sega-centric. Um, awesome. On the cover, it has Shenmue 3, and it says Massive Sega Special, Toji and Earl, Space Channel 5, Panzer Dragoon, and many more. Um, yeah. So it's got a couple things in there. Uh, I will Let me read one of these swirling rumors that they have in this thing. Um it says, uh, you know the drill. Every issue, Josh and Douglas give their final approval, approval for the newsletter. Then right before we go and impress our editors, uh, sneak in a few juicy rumors. It says, Nintendo fans, we haven't forgotten about you and the Sega-centric issue, NES, Game Boy stuff. Uh, they talk about, oh, um, now that work is wrapping and complete with Monkey Island collection, there may be potential for more comprehensive LucasArts box sets. And then they also say... Will the saga never end? Inside word has it that Limited Run Games has an exclusive lock on a Sega Genesis conversion of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh. What? <laughs> what? That might have been yeah. something like a fan-made thing that they may just have purchased. Maybe. Maybe. Um, and then their magazine, every issue turns into a fold-out poster. This oh, one has cool. all the Sega releases they've done. So it's got like Night Trap, and um, you guys can see that at all. Yeah. Uh, Monkey Island, Double Switch, Streets of Rage 4, you know. Was Monkey Island um, on a Sega console? Yeah, it was on the CD. Was it? Oh, I need to get that. Ooh. Ooh. They did um, They did a repro of it. Limited Run's been doing repros of Sega CD stuff. I got, they did Rebel Assault. Um, oh, yeah. You're going to be sad, Greg. Start looking into prices on some of these games. Yeah, do I, 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 every time I look at limited run, I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying that unless. I, like, I, I think with limited run, if you decide you're going to do it, like start now. Don't try to don't try to go back in the past and get. Some oh no, no, no! They're so expensive. It's so it just maddening. No. Anyway, yeah, the resale and the scalpers are it's horrible, but um, <laughs> limited run does good work, good stuff. Uh, that's really me though. A lot of stuff kind of trailed off with different things, but. Cool. Um, Try to keep it a little bit short this week, so I, I think that's me. Yeah. Cool. So, Chris, buddy, what's been going Man. on in your world? Oh, oh, I'll show you first my pickups uh, real quick because there's a couple. 
uh, other things I want to talk about really quick. Uh, I did get a limited uh, run game in as well. I got Carrion uh, on Switch. Finally came in. This is a cool one because if you had bought this, they gave you the digital code for Steam right away. Or like the next day. And so I had already been playing it, but now uh, I have it on Switch, which is really cool. I ended up getting Persona 5 uh, Royal uh, during the week. I think it went on sale at Best Buy for like 30 bucks. Or something. Oh. And I, was like, I am, and this is a Steelbook edition. I think that's the launch day edition. I think when it, when you got it, it was reserved to that. But I have not played uh, the Royal edition. Have you guys even jumped into Persona Five at all? No, I haven't. I really played a dug the style person. of the trailers, but I just haven't jumped into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. I, it, it, it is a fun game, I'll admit. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to jumping into to this version of it. Mm. What were you going to say, Graham? I, was, I, I haven't played a single Persona game. I bet you haven't played this one either. Uh, 13 sales <laughs> Aegis Rim. Agus. Aegis. The Agus Rim. Um, but this is like very much of a kaiju-type game. I saw that uh, Antichrist was streaming it a few <laughs> weeks or months ago. I didn't get a chance to jump in and watch it, so I had to go back and check one of their uh, okay. uh, you know, streams of it, but it looks like a game totally up my alley, and I remember, I remember E3 was it was it 2016 or 2015? I can't remember. Sega had like a, a an area for this game at their booth, but it was very small. It was just kind of this like little section. It had a couple TVs, just showing the trailer, and uh, and that was really it. And and so it's cool that it, you know to see the game finally uh, released because it just it kind of went off at least my radar after that because I just didn't hear a lot about it until much closer to its uh, release, which is kind of cool. So I'm looking forward to jumping to that. I got uh, one of those cool little repros from Cliff's Repair Corner, I believe that's what oh, it is. Oh, Astal. Uh, he did, uh, yeah, he did an Astal uh, repro for the Saturn. Uh, oh, that's and- a different... Describe the case for the listeners because that's not how they normally look. Yeah, he goes in and he does do some custom covers. Sometimes he will just clean it, clean up a cover and and try to make it more like high res and things like that. He's done that, I think, with. Uh, I also have one of his uh, Shining uh, and the the Holy Ark uh, release that came nice. a few weeks ago as well. Uh, but the Astout, he just did one of these. What one thing I like about uh, the way he does his CD art because he has this kind of foil. I don't know if it comes yeah. through in the video, if you guys see that. Yeah, but that's kind of like a foil finish that just really makes the game kind of pop, like the art on the, the actual disc itself. Uh, it's Wait. just kind of a nice finish that he does. Uh, and some, he, he will do some like high quality stuff. You can go on his uh, website, and he does uh, repro manuals as well. Uh, so you could go get like a, a Crusader of Sinti manual for like 14 bucks, And he oh. doesn't charge very much for this stuff. It's not like he's charging... Comparatively. Right. Well, yes. But if imagine <laughs> if you if you go to a convention... I mean, I know those don't exist anymore, but if you were to go to a game convention, there's always those sellers that are have, like, a repro stuff. And a lot of it's, like, Genesis crap and whatever. And a lot of those games are still, like, 50, 60 bucks. There's a snatcher. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that... He did... That- that's him. Yeah, I, I continually sing praises for the Snatcher Repro because this is way less than the legit version would be, but it's just as good a quality. 
So, exactly. so what's what's the guy called again? It's like I think his uh, on Twitter. I believe it's Cliff's Repair Corner or something okay. like that. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll drop it in the chat later. Okay. Um, but cool. That's not even the one I'm most excited to talk about. Oh. oh, well, before you, I wanted to mention real quick the cases that you had there. They're the Japanese Saturn logo, but it's in long boxes, not the smaller yeah. cases. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, Drum I'm going to just get all of his releases from now. But this is going to be, this new game is the new jewel of my collection. I will say this. Um, and I think it's fitting because we're going to talk about this game on Valentine's Day, and it's probably one of the greatest. Uh, FMV love stories ever told. It is Plumbers Don't Wear Ties on the Panasonic 3DO. I have it tilted in the video just to see, so the uh, the reflection doesn't what hit. Is, but what, what is that? What, what is oh, it? a very notoriously bad uh, FMV uh, game for the 3DO. It had a very low print run. Anger Video Game Nerd did a video for it and it like jumped in price. Uh, no. Like ridiculously high. Um, what more do you? What what more can we say about this? Okay, uh, I would I would call it a semi FMV because to be an FMV you have to have motion. This is <laughs> literally a soft core PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> okay, so is is there a Can't, story or what's happening? Oh, probably. Um, <laughs> you want me to read the back? Can I read the back? Yes, please read the back. There you okay. go. Read the so, back and then watch AVGN's thing. Okay, plumbers have everything. Greed, sex, spirituality, white-knuckle chases, shameful propositions, a nun, humor, true love, jaded love, jealousy, tout action, comedy, a bad guy, a good guy, a hero, spine-tingling suspense, a hot babe, brazen bravado, a damsel in distress, and a Hollywood ending. And then it goes in. It shows, like, I guess these are the central cast it says, he's a plumber, she's a daddy's girl, only you can get them together or tear them apart. Wow. It, and then it says, the reviews are in. It's trash. It's brilliant. <laughs> Narrator's cool. I couldn't stop laughing. Sobbing. Made me cry. My score is so low. Don't bother me. I'm still playing. Jeez. And it what? says, plays like a game, feels like a movie. Both those are lies. <laughs> Uh, it, and it, it sounds like Grand Theft Auto to me, so yeah, I'm, I'm sold. Wow, you couldn't be <laughs> further from a description. It was rated 17, but it doesn't say like who rated it. It just says guidance for 17 and under contains sexual stimulations. Oh, okay. And strong language, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not like the ESRB or anything rated this mm. or like yeah. So wow. Oh, uh, you got it. Uh, a plumber, a daddy's girl, chickens, crazed yuppies, evil bosses, shower sh- scenes, race cars, pandas, none. <laughs> so. Oh, there are pandas. That's right. Um, <laughs> Did you just say words? You just say words to me, right? <laughs> yeah. Bubblegum, tennis shoe, quality. look at that dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I will say I spent... Way too much money that I should have to get this game. Uh, I did not know that he did a repro of that. Um, what year did that come out? Oh, wow. Uh, this is a repro, by the way. Oh, I thought you said it was. 
No, oh. that is a legit copy. That okay, that that's, looks like you printed that out on like <laughs> No, no, that is like a real that's the way the game came out when it released. Okay, so that game. came that came out in ninety three, Night Trap came out in ninety two, literally one month apart, and that game would have been the reason for the ESRB rating system. <laughs> Oh, Although they um, did, they, maybe they were smart. They labeled themselves, or they like rated themselves, and say, you know, no one under seventeen. Wow, I don't know, I don't know. So yeah, so maybe I'll do something with that one of these days. Um, yeah, Grant, maybe when next time you come over, we could do something with it uh, next time uh, we all get together. We'll have to show you what. Plumbers don't wear ties a little bit. Oh my god! Yeah, okay. yes. in the chat says the opening with the pictures of race cars for no reason. Um, I watched that recently. It's apparently the character having a dream about race cars, and there is a panda, and that's all I'll say. Just, just look it up. Maybe, maybe don't. I don't know. Maybe save yourself, Graham, until you hang out with Chris. Um, yeah. Oh, I'll bring this to the marathon next time we do this. <laughs> yeah, and I'll bring Thank my god. video. And Great. we'll have to just maybe we'll, uh, during a break or something we'll have to throw this on. Okay, and uh, that would be fun. That'll be so, one of the that'll be one of the tier rewards. We stop everything and play plumbers don't wear ties. <laughs> that could be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. the, I did get one other pickup this week, uh, but I'm not ready to show it yet because oh, okay. I want to when I when I talk about it I want to be able to kind of give my first impressions with it. And I have not really been able to do it because my kids have been hogging it completely. So um, okay. I'll, I'll, it'll, I'll leave a little bit of mystery in the air, if you will, for next week. Uh, mm. So there's a couple of things I want to talk about before we jump in. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but every Friday morning I do something and the kids, my kids hate it. But I love it's, it. I, honestly, I look forward to this moment every <laughs> every week. And it's like the moment of my week that... It makes me the most happy. Early in the morning, usually about 6.15, I will start playing Rebecca Black's Friday song. <laughs> and I blare it really loud and, and just let it sit in the hallway, and the kids get really mad. You'll just hear them one by one start moaning and groaning, and then one of them will get mad and walk it out and, like, turn it off, and then I'll come back and get it and, like, bring it downstairs and turn it on again and so they can still hear it. <laughs> they get so mad. It's just funny. I, it's just a way to wake them up. Um, but it, they, they they think it's funny as well, too. And we were just... I had just done it. Uh, no, no. It was Thursday and we were talking about it for the next day and we I looked up on YouTube and Rebecca Black released a remix version of the Friday song oh. this past week. No. And it's even... Dude, it is insane what it is. Like, it's the craziest video, music video you've ever seen in your life. It's okay. If, if you thought plumbers don't wear ties, <laughs> the the description of what I said is just words. The vid- music video of the Friday remix is the epitome of that, but just visually, it's just blobs and blobs that having I want you guys to watch it it's oh. it's so what? crazy and but somehow I love it even more than the original Friday song <laughs> it's so good it's so good um, and she is nowhere looks like she did when the original one came out I'll just say that she looks completely different pretty crazy uh, but check it out Rebecca Black Friday remix it's awesome okay I 
wondering. I don't know. Do you reckon we can add it to the? Do you wonder we can add it to the end of the show, or do you reckon we will get flags? Oh, we'll definitely better. get flagged. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, watch it. It's awesome. Uh, and then I want to quickly say that my son, when he learned this week that uh, Pedro Pascal has been cast as Joel in the The Last of Us movie, he got so upset. It was so funny. Um, Wait, which son? Elliot? Elliot. Because Elliot okay. is... It, the Last of Us is like one of his favorite video game franchise like he loves the last of us he's he's he loves last of us too he loves the last of us. he's beat it like multiple times um okay and i think in his mind he just had someone completely different in his is it he he thought jamie the guy that's jamie lannister in oh, yeah. Thrones, he thought like that would be a perfect person um and ends up being pedro pascal who was also in game of thrones uh but completely different and I told him, I'm like, you know what? Like, it's not going to be the role that you. You're just gonna have to, you know, like, it's. He's not gonna be the Joel in the video game, and he's. I don't think he's gonna try to emulate that. He's gonna be something different. Um, and then also, his daughter. I forget her name. What's her name in that game? Is it em- Emily? Actual or, daughter in the game. In the in in the Last of Us. Are you talking Ellie. about Ellie? Because Ellie's yeah. not his. Right, right. That's what I meant. Right, yes. But uh, I mean, Ellie was cast. But she did. You guys hear who got cast as her? It was the little girl in Game of Thrones, the small girl. That's uh, Graham. You probably know. uh, She led the was the the family from the like the Mormont. She was last name Mormont, like Julia Mormont or something like that. She was a little girl that led all of like a whole siege of men. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Bella Ramsey. If she wasn't... Bella Ramsey. What, was she... A Ramsey? Bella Ramsey? Was it Ramsey? Oh, I, I thought Ramsey. she was That's a Bella woman. Ramsey. I googled it. I don't remember Ramsey having a sister in that. Unless is that her... Is that, wait, is that her real name or her name in... No, that'd be in the, t- the... Pedro Pascal as Joel and Bella Ramsey in the role oh, of Ellie. Yeah, sorry. that's her real name. That's, that's not real her... Name. Yeah. Okay. Because so oh. Ramsey's in Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what confused me. Oh, I have me. no idea. I've like, watched Ramsey a damn episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So anyway, we'll just move on. But uh, it's just it's it. I just thought it was kind of crazy that uh, two Game of Thrones actors yeah, actually not, passed in the role, and he wanted a different Game of Thrones <laughs> actor. Her name was Lyanna Mormont. There so, you go. There you go. Thank you. And now you know who I'm talking about, right, Graham? Yes, I do now. <laughs> yeah, a little girl who led the Mormonts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I actually don't exactly know exactly who that is. Um, sorry. And, okay. No, it's all good. Um, so yeah, it was just funny. Elliot was like, I, I didn't realize he was going to have that big of a reaction over the casting. Um, I saw it. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I just it made sense because Pedro Pascal is a good leading man right now. He's a hot actor after you know Mandalorian, and then he did uh, Wonder Woman. I know that didn't. He's so hot get- right now. Yeah, but he is. I mean, he's, I think if you're looking for someone uh, that could that's on the rise, I think yeah, he's probably totally. a good uh, someone to cast in that in that role. So, um, lastly, I think we should talk about the uh, the Justice League Snyder Cut trailer that just released. I think it was uh, it may have been today or maybe it was yesterday. But man, I am so hyped. For this thing, I think it comes out uh, March 16th, I believe, sometime mid March on HBO Max. 
Um, it's going to be like a three or four hour movie. It's oh, going to be it, it's insane. And so if th- it's going to be like a viewing experience, you probably have to watch it in parts. Wow. Um, but it is it looks so different than what we got with the original theatrical version of Justice League. And I know that that movie is it you know like either it's one of those you love it or hate it you don't really have a kind of a middle ground and i know that <laughs> oh and I, I can understand like i enjoyed the movie but i still could understand it had a lot of flaws like there was a lot of flaws in it um but i still i still enjoyed it and i'm really excited to see what uh this Zack Snyder like cut is going to be because it's been like this mythical thing for so long no one even knew it existed for so long. It was just this thing that people talked about on on Twitter, and you'd see hashtags about it. Oh, release the Snyder Cut. And then they actually announced that, no, it's a real thing, but it'll never happen because it's going to cost all this money because it's going to require reshoots and all this, like, re-editing, all this stuff. And HBO, man, they said when they launched HBO Max, like, we're funding and we're going to do the Snyder Cut, wow. and it's actually coming, and... You know, for fans like who are like, especially DC movie fans, I think it's a big deal because we were really excited for Zack Snyder's version of of this movie, and you know, I I think it, I, I don't know the the situation, but his daughter passed away, and he ended up having to leave the project, and then they did all these reshoots, and what ended up becoming was like nothing what his vision was. Mm-hmm. And so if you appreciate, you know, Snyder's work and are a fan of it, you were, you wanted that version of it. And so that's why I think it is a, okay. a big deal for DC fans that we're finally getting Snyder's vision of this project that got kind of pulled away from him. And it's kind of like he's getting his just due for this. And it's finally his version. And all the actors are super on board. They've been they love Zack Snyder. If you watch um, the whole cast have been super supportive of the uh, the Snyder Cut happening. And the end of it has... I don't know if we should like talk about the end, because it's a little bit um, of a spoiler. We can try to put up our reaction, because Chris did uh, have Graham and me watch the trailer before we started recording today. Um, mm-hmm. But Graham recorded that. So, you know what? Fuck it. Spoilers right now for the <laughs> Snyder Cut trailer right here mute the thing spoiler alert for a trailer, i'm gonna say but... this is spoiler alert for those watching if you want to mute us i'll do this again when spoilers are done um keith ledger's the joker is at the end of the trailer <laughs> and i don't know why that matters let me clarify let me clarify let me clarify i am a marvel guy um i really like most of the dc animated shows they've done and they've done all right with um the live action series on like the wb different warner channels and stuff I saw Batman v Superman. That was rough. I saw Suicide Squad, and I've never seen something that has been more clear that three different people wrote this movie. Uh, and I did not see, uh, what's it called? I can't remember now. Oh, Justice League. You just said it. Jesus Christ. Um, did I say, uh, yeah. Graham you said Heath Ledger. corrected me in the chat. Yeah, so you That's said probably he- because we just watched a trailer for 10 Things I Hate About You downstairs. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you meant Jared Leto. Jared Leto's Joker. I thought you were saying that you thought Leto's version of that looked like Ledger's iteration, and I thought you were just making a smart joke about like, oh, it's it's Ledger's Joker in there, Uh, but it's actually it's actually. (laughs) 
I want to say two things about the trailer and that I don't really have much to say because I didn't see the original Justice League, so I don't know how they differ. I couldn't stop laughing when Batman said, I have a dream. Uh, and <laughs> and why would Joker's presence fucking matter in a worldwide like universal event? I assume they have to save the world for some reason in Justice League. Okay. What the fuck is the Joker so, going to do? Okay, so because we've already done the spoiler alerts, I'll say this and answer your question. Because I did read an article about it, because this whole, uh, I think, uh, Variety, or maybe it was Vanity Fair, I can't remember, I believe it was Variety, had the article that kind of went into detail about this, uh, the trailer and some of the the context of what you're seeing. When he says, I have a dream, that's supposed to be a literal dream sequence to show what this version of the world could look like if Darkseid wins, essentially. And so it's kind of like that okay. barren wasteland, um, and which also makes much more sense in the original cut of like why you have Batman in this like weird trench coat, and it's like it's so weird looking. Now you see the context more. It's like this barren wasteland. It's like a Mad Max style post-apocalyptic setting, and so it's like okay, that's why he's driving that badass Batmobile car, and he looks like something from Mad Max. It's it's that, but when he sees uh, um, Jared Leto's Joker and he turns to talk to him, that's all a dream sequence. So that's how they were able to, I think, reshoot and do some, uh, uh, okay. some resequencing and re-editing to get some interaction between... Because that was what people wanted, too. They wanted to see Batman and Joker you know, have some sort of interaction. And I think you do that, and it's not drastically altering the story. You're not having to, you know, you can just do a dream sequence, and and you could do something like that. And I think that's relatively easy. And I think th- so. That kind of answers a little bit of like what the heck, because there is. If you go into that and watch that trailer and have no idea what's happening, it doesn't do anything to explain any of the backstory. And so, if you watch it without knowing any of the characters or what's going on, you all have no idea what's going on. But if you watch the original movie, I think you, it's hard to, I don't know how you could watch that first movie, even if you thought it was shitty and look at this and not say like, that looks way better. Um, even though if you may say it still looks crappy, I think it's undeniable that this version looks a lot better than, uh, See? than the theatrical version. See, for me, I, I enjoyed the original one, but I'm like, I can completely understand it's not as good as any of the other superhero movies out there. Like I had fun with it, but I was like, yeah, it's not great. It's not, it's not, it's not like a perfect superhero movie. So I guess I was one of those people who did fall kind of more in the middle. Um, but yeah, I certainly didn't hate it. There's some scenes in it I actually really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, I, when I watched that trailer, a lot of the scenes, I think maybe it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but a lot of the scenes just look like, the same scenes from the original one. I don't know, but the, the tra- way the trailer did it made it look a bit more exciting. Um, but there were there were a couple of bits where I obviously knew, but yeah, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. But yeah, one- I don't think it's going to be a drastically different movie. Like they're going to be using a lot of the same stuff. It's not going to be all new footage or anything like that. I yeah. think he only did a little bit of reshoots, but they okay. did have a lot of footage that he shot prior to leaving the project. I think yeah. that's like primarily what they're leaning on. But I, I assume they're also going to be using, you know, some other stuff. Yeah, because I, I know that there was a thing about, yeah, there's lots of content that just didn't get used originally. And I think the way the story was going to pan out was going to be slightly different as well. Like there's certain elements to the story which kind of didn't really make sense or didn't really work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one thing I really hope stays in, though, 
Um, I should don't know if it was Zack Snyder's vision originally, or or uh, was it Joss Whedon who took over from the project or something? I've got a thing it was. Joss Whedon did the first Avengers movie. Yeah, but I think he he got he got brought on when Zack Snyder stepped down. Um, he got oh, brought really? on to I didn't do even know that to do Justice League and. People were pissed off about it because, well, Joss Whedon's a great director normally. I know there's lots of controversy right now about him, but yeah, normally yeah. He's, he's done some great shows and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people were surprised at the way it turned out based on what happened. Okay, interesting. Um, but I didn't know that. Um, yeah, the, I, I, ooh, I, I feel like I, could, I should say it, even though it's, it's kind of like a spoiler, but this movie is a few years old now and. I don't know. Should I say? Well, I just said spoilers for. Yeah, we've already done spoilers. So, this yeah, spoiler territory. so we're still in spoiler territory. The, the scene that I really enjoy is when. So, if you don't know Scotty, basically they bring Superman back to life, and he's kind of evil when he comes back because because of reasons. Um, and yeah, they've got all the superheroes yeah. there, like Aquaman, Wonder Woman, um, the Flash, and stuff. And like Superman comes out, he's like basically about to like attack them all. They sort of getting into like a bit of a tussle, and the Flash starts running away, like trying to avoid Superman. Oh, like uh, like Superman's being held back by like Aquaman and yeah, Wonder Woman. Okay. Like they're kind of struggling, and then the Flash yeah. is like running to try and like get around him, and like goes into that sort of slow motion view where everyone's like frozen, and the Flash is like running to like, get into like position. And just as he's doing that, Superman just sort of like just turns to look at him. Like, it's because Superman can go really fast as well, obviously. It's that, yeah. that one bit in the movie, I was just like, almost chills. I was like, that was cool. And then, like, <laughs> Superman like, bursts out and like, tries to get the Flash, but the Flash is just that tiny bit faster. But it's like this proper moment where it's like, shit, Superman. I don't know. I just really enjoyed that bit. I thought that, yeah, was, that was an that was awesome scene. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That, that was amazing. I yeah. Anyway, there we go. So I hope that stays in this movie. That's the one thing I want to remain. Everything else, they can change the rest of the movie. I'll be fine. Because that one bit, I was like, that was cool. That was seriously cool. Do you still want, do you think in the new Sonic uh, movie uh, that they are going to have that scene again? That You know that bar scene? That's essentially the same scene <laughs> that you, were just, you just described. It's essentially the same thing they did in the Sonic movie. He runs yeah. around the circle just, you know, doing the things. Do you think they'll do that again, but in a different way in the Hopefully. Sonic Hopefully. Let's hope so, because that's always fun. But, um... Yeah, there's, uh, there's one other thing I was going to say on that, and I can't remember what it was now. Never mind. Uh, oh, that was it. The explanation for the way Superman comes back to life compared to the to other things I've seen. Like, I've seen the, the cartoon movie with Death and... It's like the Death of Superman, and he comes back to life in one of the cartoons. Um, this the, What they did in the Justice League movie, I thought, was a much better explanation for him coming back to life, basically. Because it's less like, the way it happens otherwise, I'm just like... So he's just immortal, basically. But in this, there was a bit more of a reason... If that makes sense, yeah, like, that's yeah. a problem that always happens with him. They took him into they took him into what Zod ship, right? And yeah, what the basically they that this thing that did resurrect him, but in like the cartoon movie that I watched, which apparently is a legitimate canon one, um, he basically just wakes up again. He just comes back to life, and it's just like, so this guy's this. God damn it! <laughs> it's the power of the Zod. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, Superman is one of the more mistold characters like in comic history I feel I I think you think the problem is is like he's the ultimate he has like such superpowers he's so overpowered and it's hard to humanize a character like that let alone design a video game around a character like that you know it's I don't know yeah it's it's tough but it's I I think Henry Cavill though is the perfect Superman he's really good you yeah. can even like he's just 
you look at him, it's like he looks freaking like Superman. Like every day walking around, it's just crazy. I, I just I hope though that after I, I what I really hope as a DC movie fan is that this movie does really well and gets a great reaction and that spurs future movies with this same cast because mm-hmm. I like I really like the cast. Um, I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be so like upset if they recast um, Jason Momoa as Aquaman because oh. I think it would be kind of neat to see maybe a different more comic book version of him. Um, but I think Gal Gadot as as Wonder Woman is perfect. Um, oh. Henry Cavill as Superman. Um, I, so- I just sent a very important uh, tweet to you guys that oh. is relevant to this discussion. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, for those that cannot see it, someone oh has God. every single Joker painted on the side of their car, and below in like bleeding font, it says, "If you're good at something, never do it for free." <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, None of it makes sense. Sure that's not genuine. That's like one of the worst things you could put <laughs> yeah. on a car. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say Aquaman. Like I, I thought Jason Momoa was a brilliant Aquaman. Like uh, no, especially- no, no, I do. No, I, I agree. I'm sorry. I, I'm not saying that I didn't like him. But go no. ahead, please. Is oh, this is the it, end of spoilers now? Are we back to normal? Yeah, we can go back to normal. <laughs> spoilers are done. <laughs> yeah, end of spoilers. Oh my god, um, that was and that, spoiler, that's all man. I've been up to, Graham. So um, <laughs> that's that's been my okay. Week. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, yeah, what's I going to say? So, so the more observant of you might realize my room looks a bit different, and that's because I've decided to move things around a bit. And I'm really unsure if I like this position. Basically, my room is a bit of a mess. It's a bit chaotic in here. Probably can't see it all. But um, yeah, and I thought, oh, I'm going to change my room around. And I was going to do it this weekend. I kind of started very late on Saturday. And as I started moving stuff around, I'm like, I'm not going to move it around the way I wanted to. Because I was literally going to change everything around. So I just changed yeah. one corner. So And so this is a slightly different view um, of my room, basically. And I'm not sure if this is the best view, to be honest, the best way Do around. Do you usually record on the other side of the room? I'm normally, I used to be here, where you can see okay. my game shelf. And this game shelf used to be here. So, oh. yeah, that's that's the big difference. <laughs> what happens if you put your game shelf immediately behind you on the wall? There, there's a door there, and it, you won't be able to open the door. What if you changed your... Uh, your chair and everything and moved it on the other side and then moved your bookshelf to behind you. So that was one of the plans. I was actually going to move. It's actually, that's actually like a futon bed, sofa bed type thing. Um, And I was going to move that to either the wall there or the wall here. Um, But there's so many things like there's, I've got loads of boxes of gaming stuff under there. I've got tons of games over that way as well. TV and other games consoles. And like, I was just trying to sort stuff out and I was just like, this is going to take forever. So I'll just move these two things for now and see what happens. Uh, but yeah, that's, so yeah, that's, that's the difference. So maybe next weekend I'll have a completely different setup again. We'll see. <laughs> I'll see how it goes. Um, that's a lot. I, but, I've never rearranged a house. That seems like so much effort. Oh, it I is. I don't want to do. And also, actually, I'm going to take, I'm going to take my camera off for a second. You'll, you'll see something. So, um, we'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> a few years ago, I built some shelves. Like instead of instead of these shelves, these are bought. This is a shelving unit I bought from Argos, or it's like an online shop over here. Um, mm-hmm. But I built some before, and I decided to take them down because they weren't quite perfect. And I've now reconstructed them above my desk in oh. a kind of that's really badly set up at the moment. 
<laughs> but yeah, this is wow. This shelving unit and want to describe it for the listeners. Um, <laughs> it's it's made of wood. Uh, sorry, this is going to be really disorientating for people. Uh, it's a bit of a mess at the moment because I just chuck stuff up there, basically. But yeah, it's I don't know. This what, looks know like gr- this looks like you guys playing Crime Wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. It looks like right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what's happening right now, yeah. All right, um, so listeners, Graham has a black. It almost looks like the cube things, but definitely in different dimensions, I guess you would say. And then he turned it around, and above his desk was like, looks like just plywood right now. That's basically <laughs> it's just basically bits of wood, but they were sort of still. It's hard to explain, but I structured it to actually have the proper settings and stuff, and then I, I basically I sort of put it together around my desk, and oh, this fits quite well around my desk, and then just like drilling it in, and I was like, yep, yeah, there <laughs> So now it's stuck. Drilled your monitor right into the desk. Yeah, it yeah. Right through the screen. <laughs> it's just, right. it's yeah. not going anywhere. Like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, my room changed around. Uh, I also, speaking of the camera that I just moved around, I got a new webcam. So how am I looking? Better Extra than me. HD, Graham. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, it's an I HD. It. It's a full HD camera. My last one was 720p, which did me fine i've had it for years like nearly 10 years or something but i've always been a time for an upgrade and i'm not sure if it's actually better quality to be honest like to me it's like just looks the same and the background's still blurry so i'm like i think it's better okay Uh, you'll definitely see it on the video i bet at the end because a lot of times when we were recording i didn't really could i couldn't tell that big of a difference during the Mm. call but when I watched the, the, the YouTube video afterwards, it was a big difference. Okay, uh, that's I can definitely tell. So I think that's probably where we're going to see the biggest difference. Hope, hopefully, my T-shirt's showing up nice and HD. Oh yeah, so, I can yeah. almost see the outlines of your nipples too. Oh, lovely! Excellent. Well, it's HD now, so <laughs> HD nipples. That's what we right. bring here at the Mega Vision Show. <laughs> um, and plumbers or something. I don't know what that game was called now. Anyway, um, that's fine. So. <laughs> Uh, another uh, one other pickup I've got, which is gaming related, so a bit more related to the show, is Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury for the Nintendo I Switch. I forgot I bought that too. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we can chat about this, Scotty. So, I never played this on the Wii U. Um, I was thinking about picking it up. It's still really expensive on the Wii U for some reason, and it's basically the same price on the Switch. And you get online multiplayer and Bowser's Fury things. So I was like, I'll get this. Um, also, one of the things I wanted to play online because Kate's sister over in Australia actually got a Switch for her birth. No, she got a Switch for Christmas, and we got her this game for her birthday, which was like just off, just bef- like a few days before this release. So we like we're getting a present, but it's going to come a few days late. She got it, so we started playing it. Um, and yeah, so I played a little bit of the single player on my own, but then I've been playing most of the game online with with Kate next to me and her sister around the world. I'm like. This game is a brilliant multiplayer game. It's such a good, fun, yep. four-player, like, adventure game, like, platforming adventure game. However, Nintendo really needs to short sort their online shit out because this game is so <laughs> bloody laggy and glitchy online. Um, hot takes. Hot takes. It's constantly freezing. It, the controls are just ridiculously laggy half the time. Um, there's lots of drop-offs. We keep having to reconnect and stuff, you know, drop out the game get back online get her back in and stuff um and it's it's also surprisingly buggy occasionally like for, for example one of the levels um i was just playing with kate's sister um one of the levels was it's a quite a tricky level and the lag was so bad that kate's sister was 
barely struggling to hang on. She kept falling off the ledges and kept dying, and the camera's constantly moving on this oh, level. Yeah. So it's like a really racy wow. level. We got to try and get to the end as quickly as possible. And she was like, okay, I'm just going to go into a bubble, and you keep doing it. So she bubbled up. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so I did that entire level. I killed all the enemies. I got all the coins. Um, and got I, I, we both jumped on the flag at the end of the level. She got more than twice the points I got. And she did nothing. She died like six times and did what? nothing. And she got more than double the points I got at the end of the level. We, just, we both sat there and went, what? How did you do that? <laughs> and she, she was just like, what? So this normally the scoring seems to work out quite well. But that one was just like, uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> you do, like, it shows your comparison. It shows a comparison of points and stuff you did in the yeah. level, I think, with that one, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, at the end of, sorry, at the end, to explain for anyone, at the end of each level... Um, you're, it's like a co-op game, I guess, because you're all going towards the same goal. It feels more like a Mario 64 sequel than like Galaxy or other games have, I, I, in my opinion. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, the camera angle is very different. Open and it's not as gimmicky aside from the cat suit. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, but yeah, at the end, so as you, even though it's like a co-op game, at the end of each level, um, it tallies up the amount of points you got for like based on coins, enemies you kill, um, other pickups you can find in the level, and it looks like a little score thing that pops up like a chart. And yeah, she got more than double the points I did, and I'm like, how? <laughs> but yeah, so that was a real what the fuck moment. But yeah, basically the lag is so bad. So. Ma- um, this game on my offline is not a hard game at all. That's one other thing about the game. It's like really, I think it's more designed for kids, I guess, because it's, there's almost no challenge to it that I've experienced so far. Unlike other old, old school Mario games. But when you're playing online because of the lag, it becomes like one of the hardest things in the world. <laughs> like there's so many levels that we just kept dying on because we just yeah. would run and try to stop at the edge of a ledge and like, how just keep running and <laughs> just go off the ledge. And we're like, what? Or we press jump. And then like three seconds later, it jumps. And there's a, there's a level where you go on the back of this dinosaur thing that goes along water. It's a really fun Nessie. level. Nessie. It's like a, yeah, Plessy. Um, the Plessy level. Plessy. Yeah, you jump on the back of Plessy. And the whole idea is as you, you can all steer together and jump together and stuff. And if you all jump together at the exact same time, you get a higher jump and stuff. That was not working for us. Like that whole that <laughs> level. In, in the end, we basically like, right, one of us just try and control it and see if we get make it. And yeah, it was just, it was so, because the lag was just so bad. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that's my pick up. It is a fun game, but yeah, just Nintendo needs to sort that out. Um, that's too bad, because that is a solid, I played the shit out of that game back on Wii U hmm. um, with my girlfriend at the time, and we were so bad at it, but spoilers for that game, whatever. When you think you beat the last boss, there's a next level, and then after that, there's another level that's just insanely difficult in some okay. areas. But that game is all about timing. It's a platformer, so if you have yeah. lag, I can't even imagine it being a playable. Playable. Yeah, it's. I mean, we we were the thing. The fun. The crazy thing is, we were still having fun, but it's almost like we're all just angry together. Like some yeah. games you play in, like you're the only person who's got lag, and it's like, oh, I've got lag, and it was like, shut up, we're having fun still. But everyone on this one was just like, we're all having lag, so. Ugh. But. We, we got through right, levels. We got pretty far. We're on the third yeah. world now or something. Um, but that's the thing. We've only played it for like a few hours on the world three already. So it's not, doesn't seem like the longest game compared to like Mario yeah. world or something or Mario three. But there's also plenty to collect in it though. So you probably weren't hmm. trying to do that right away. Um, we've been trying to get to all the stars and the stamps and stuff, but we haven't got them all so far. I guess we could go back and get some more. So yeah. Uh, anyway. 
but yeah, that's that's me, guys. Um, that's basically it. So that's um. I want to say real quick, like in terms of lag interfering with the game, like going back to when Corey and I tried to play Scott Pilgrim launch day, and it was essentially like we were just there was so bad desyncing that it felt like we were just in a chat room playing different games, but the same game. But that is still, aside from the game definitely breaking in moments, it's just a side-scrolling beat-em-up. So if you just hold right, theoretically you can progress. But yeah, with Mario, like there's precise timing for platforms Mm. and some some world, well, I think all worlds are literally just floating in the sky. So I I can't imagine how that'll work. Yeah, the only thing you can do is really someone goes into a bubble and oh and that's the other thing um i don't know if you remember on the wii u there's some levels where you have to do use a touch screen to do certain things um so Hopefully. on the switch version if you're playing multiplayer like that you have to you press like the l and r triggers or zr or zl or whatever it's called yeah. and then this little cursor comes up on the screen and you have to sort of move your controller like a oh, wii mode no. almost and like no. hover over the thing and then press the r button oh. to tap on it um and that for half the time for us that was just not working so i don't want it there was this is the thing there's so many levels that we kept running out of time on because we were struggling just to move across platforms and stuff like that and it's just like (laughs) i've never really had this in a mario game where you just keep running out of time um yeah you know what i am glad we were gonna Corey does a group stream on his channel we were gonna play that with four people all online and we're talking like me on the east coast Corey's in the midwest and then uh, a buddy on the west coast glad we didn't even try that because it didn't <laughs> sound like it would have been possible well here's the thing Shame. hopefully maybe it's just like launch day things it's like two days well, the day after launch or whatever we got the game so maybe it's just everyone's online playing it maybe in a week's time you'll yeah. calm down i don't know uh but yeah, we'll see. You give it a try. See what happens. It could just that could be the fun for the stream. Everyone's just lagging out and dying and stuff. I would I I want to say when maybe when things get better that uh Rachel and I could sit down and play it with you and Kate, Graham, yeah. if the online ever gets fixed. I'd love that. This sounds fun. <laughs> Couple <laughs> night <Yeah>. Mario. <laughs> and if Chris wants to sit there and watch, he can. Come on, Chris. Join us for the ride. Just have Odin hop on the mic and call us boomers. You're muted, Chris. I was just saying, I, I don't like to be the fifth leg. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, that's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, while you guys talked about this, uh, I, I do plan on picking this up as well because Odin and I played it quite a bit on the Wii U. Uh, we did a lot of co-op together because uh, it was a it was just such a good game to help him learn just some of the fundamental uh, aspects of of like platforming games like that. Uh, and also a lot of the, the co-op nature of that game. I loved it. I thought it was a really good game. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick this up hundred percent. And I know Odin's going to be excited to play. So, um, who knows? Maybe me and Odin one of these days will jump on with you guys. So, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I'll make it a triple date. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I just want to say, don't let what I just said put anyone off buying this game because offline and single player is brilliant fun at the moment. The online is still fun to an extent, but yeah, just need to sort out the laggy issues and servers or whatever's going on there because, yeah. And this is just because Australia and the UK are pretty much as far apart as around the world as you can get. Maybe that's the thing, but I don't know. Um, I was going to say too, I feel like one thing I mentioned real quick um, when I was playing it on wii u the cat suit eventually if you die so many times you get an invincible an invincibility cat suit or invulnerable cat suit we ended up calling that the pity suit because that's what happens is the game's taking pity on you and just gives you invincibility we got that three times in the online mode 
Yeah, I believe it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel it's... like overall this game is like, I wish, and I maybe this is what they were going for with Sonic Boom. Do you think? Hmm. Hmm, the game Sonic maybe, Boom. They, maybe. Tried, they wanted to make that game four player at one point. Yeah. And it is a platformer that you go through it. Because I, I think like this would be perfect, but how do you balance people running around with Sonic? The, you know. the, the weird thing is at times, the, some of the levels actually remind me a bit of Sonic Lost World on the 3DS. There's some levels, stages on Sonic Lost World on the 3DS, which the way the camera is and the way you're running around really remind me of that. Like, so I was playing it like, oh, this just, I don't know why, just did. Like, I know they're still sit different games, but yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, that's it. That's, I think, if there's nothing else, that's the end of our intro, our, what our weeks and our hot takes, really. Um, yeah. So with that, shall we go into a quick uh, bathroom break? Yeah, I, know, I definitely I need to. Take a leak before we hit the streets. Hey, yes, thank you, everyone. Thanks for waiting around. We are now back, and we are moving in with our feature discussion where Jet Set Radio Future has turned 30. So we all now feel super old, obviously, um, especially considering I think we were all around when Jet Set Radio, the original one, first came out, so... <laughs> but yeah, Jet Set Radio is actually 30 years old this year. It's actually, its birthday is on February the 22nd. So it's a few days away, but we'd miss it if we did it in the next show. So a few days early and probably by the time this actually goes out, it'll probably be around the 22nd anyway. Um, but yeah, so we thought it'd be the best time to talk about one of Sega's sexiest games of the 2000s. So yeah, if you don't know about Jet Set Radio Future, here's some little stats for you. It was released uh, February 22nd in Japan, 2002, February 25th in North America, and then us plucky Brits and anyone else in the PAL areas, uh, March 14th. So a little bit later, um, a month away today for us, because we're recording on the 14th. Um, but it was developed in-house by uh, Sega's in-house studio Smilebit, uh, published by Sega, and it only came out on the Xbox original console. So OG Xbox and... Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it had uh, well it had some of the composers from the original. I think I, I'm not going to get this right. Hideki Naganuma. Naganuma. Yeah, and um, Richard Jacks or Jakes, however you want to pronounce it. I've heard it different ways. I think it's Jakes. He's French, isn't it, Jacques? He's actually English, and he used to live in the town I live in now, which is crazy. And I've met the guy, but yeah, I think the surname is Jacques or J- Jakes or however people want to pronounce it. But yeah, Jacques. Shucks. Have you went to go to? Did you, have you found his old house? Would that be creepy? That might be creepy. What? But I met him once on one of the summer yes, Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met him once on one of the summer Sonic events and spoke to him briefly. And um, he asked me where I lived, and I mentioned where I lived. So I was like, "Oh, I'm from Kent, which is an area of the UK." He's like, "So am I." And then I said where I lived, and it's like. The town I lived in is just a few miles away from here at the time. And he's like, yeah, I went, I, li- I, I live here. And I won't say the name of the place because I live here now. And I don't know, don't know if he still lives here or anything. I've never seen him around. But anyway, and I was like, <laughs> I went to school there. And he's like, whoa, small world. So, but we didn't become best friends or anything. Uh, he's denied oh. my Facebook requests and everything. But no, oh, I, have, okay. I haven't actually sent him any Facebook requests. Just to be clear, that's a joke. That's a joke. I'm sure he- internet out when you said you met him so i was totally lost for like the last 10 seconds (laughs) but yeah basically i now live in the town that he used to live in and i went to school in this town as well so it's just it's just like a funny thing when i was talking to him we just got chatting about this place it's like wow amazing um 
One yeah. quick note before we progress. It's 20 years old, not 30. Oh, what? Ooh, oh, yeah. It, it would have been released in 91 if it was 30. Why did, why did we have 30 on the outline? What is wrong with us? I don't know. <laughs> Who did that on the outline? <laughs> Let's keep rolling with it. Yeah, I just realized it's not... I feel like hey, Chris, no, I feel like it's Chris is to blame here actually because I just realized this is wrong. Tie it all together because we're talking about Jet Set Radio Future on Valentine's Day because it's time to understand, 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 understand the concept of love. Yes. Um, also, it's not even we've we've. I'm just going to apologize to everyone right now. This is a massive cock up because it's not even 20 years old. It's, it's 19. Years, it's 19 years old. It's going to be turning 20 it. next year. Let's keep talking about how badass this game is. <laughs> it's his birthday anyway. Screw it. It's, it's, it's yeah, a birthday. Yeah, we're talking about the anniversary. Just say the anniversary. <laughs> it's Jet Set Radio Future's anniversary. We've cocked it's out. It's a yes. big game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think you're, you're really overplaying. <laughs> it's the anniversary. Let's talk about the goddamn game. It's not uh, fun. Graham got my joke, so I'll tell that one again, because it's Valentine's Day, and with Jet Set Radio Future, we're going to understand, 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 understand the concept of love. <laughs> Perfect. Right, let's move <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is bad. Um, yeah, anyway, if you don't know about the game, the plot is a group of teenage skaters called the GGs, uh, vie for control of the many districts of Tokyo Toe against rival gangs. Meanwhile... The Rokaku Group, a mega corporation whose leader is also the mayor of Tokyo, is attempting to seize control of the city by force and convert it, convert it to a totalitarian police state. So the uh, Rokaku Group is oppressing people, taking away their freedoms of speech and expression, and is forcing other gang members to give up their territory using the corrupt police force of Tokyo Toe. So it's up to you, the GGs, to stop this nonsense and free the people by skating around and putting graffiti on things and listening to some bitchin' tunes. So yes, that is the concept of the game. <laughs> give up the territory, the territory, give it up the territory, the territory. I'm quoting the soundtrack for those that have no idea of my yeah. brilliant humor. This was a game, though, like, I think we should talk about, like, maybe leading up to this game's release, because obviously the original game came out on the Dreamcast, and this was, I mean, obviously, I, I don't think Sega at the time ever thought that this game was eventually going to be released on an Xbox platform, uh, and obviously it would not have had Peter Moore and, and Microsoft made, you know, some, at the tail end of the Dreamcast life, you know they they made some publishing deals with with Microsoft, and that's how you got a lot of these uh, Dreamcast games that came over to the Xbox platform. Had it not been for that, we might not have ever seen this game on Xbox. I would say Dreamcast series because this is not the first Jet Set Radio. This is a different right. game. Yeah, I know that. That's what I'm saying. But like. If 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 that deal hadn't been in place to to bring like Shinmu two over to the Xbox versus the Dreamcast, the, all those things, th had that not happened, this game would not have possibly come to fruition on the Xbox. Is what I'm saying. And so I'm just backing up and giving some context to this game being a Sega game on an Xbox platform. Exactly. And bundled with Sega GT on this awesome demo disc that I was playing on my 360. I, I thought about streaming this thing because I'm like going through the demos and there, there are some demos as opposed to two full games on this thing, which is a pretty 
you don't really see that too often bundled with consoles. But also on this demo disc is a commercial for Xbox Live, like from the OG Xbox days. It's pretty great because this dude's trying to be like he's the stoic office guy, but then he talks trash in a football game online. I'm just like, wow, this is just how it's like. It's so it was so great to go back and look at those commercials back then because it's all they're they're just they're trying to ramp up the attitude even more and it's it's just so bad it's it's you can tell they're trying it just does not come off good it didn't seem cool then and looking at it now you know like almost twenty years after the fact it's not aged well for sure nope um hmm. what's what Go for it, Graham. Oh, I I feel it has aged fine, but uh, okay. I think we're well, talking about that particular commercial. The the idea yeah. of these commercials okay. of the nineties, Graham. Okay, yes, I, I, I'd like it. It was like you know, he was like, "Oh, you want to tackle me, bro? I'm gonna get to the top of the leaderboards." Like making turns like this, you know how nineties and other things made okay. gamers. I, I know. I, okay, here's the thing. I've actually, I know that commercial, but I haven't seen it for a while. But I do remember it. But yeah, I'm like. In my head, it was actually really good. <laughs> like it's just—it was terrible. I feel like it's terrible back then, but it's still going to remain equally terrible, but also fun. I don't know, but, but yeah. Anyway, so, but yeah. Okay, moving on from the actual. Have you? So you guys have—we've had a chance to play or watch some more YouTube videos. I don't know what you guys have been up to, but I've been playing a little bit this week. I believe Scotty's been playing a bit. Have you got? What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the, your thoughts and feelings of the game or? How it's held um, up over the years. If you want to make graffiti, there are things that don't work super well putting it on the th- in the 360. Uh, when I was making graffiti, like I could not see half of the graffiti I was making in that okay. editing screen, and some level was really low, super slow. Um, I'll share in the Twitter. I mean, I'll share in the Twitch chat right now and give to you guys uh, in our side chat as well. I did try to make some graffiti, and it sort of worked, but. I could not, there was, there's literally, it was an extra large one. So I threw mega visions in there somehow, but you rarely use that in the full levels. Like I think there's one XL tag that you do per level. So I couldn't find a level where it debuted well enough, but whatever. Um, I, uh, well, I guess I could just give some of my thoughts on it. Um, I think we have a lot of thoughts that mirror each other, Graham, from what we played. Um, it's definitely streamlined overall. The first jet set has so much personality and characteristic um, characteristics that define that game. Like it, it debuted cell shading essentially in games and just the vibrant atmosphere, um, the quick time events, you'd have to spin the joystick a little bit and go up and down and all around to spray your paint. That's gone in this game. You literally just tap the right trigger, which works for better or worse. Um, I found myself with that. I would speed past things. I guess I don't. I still can't tell if you're supposed to hold it down or just tap it each time because I would miss yeah. like parts of it. And like it's like okay, I have to stop everything and kill my flow entirely and like do a U turn to go back and do that again. So I wasn't a fan of it. Um, and I feel like there's no pressure to actually spray the paint. Whereas in the Dreamcast version, you saw the cops running towards you as you're trying to get these things done in time, and like that makes sense. Um, and there. Uh, I will say that uh, I'll say one other comment I have because it might lead into something else. Um, I don't think the enemy cop in like the deputy, I don't know what he is, the sheriff or something. Um, the chief of police in this game, he's creepy, but he's not like goofy, scary, 
Mm. Like you want to get away from him as much as in the first game. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, uh, I, 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 I have so much I could say about this game, but I don't want to take away from your thoughts, Graham. Um, so why don't you go next with some of your ideas? Okay. Uh, personally, I feel like I had a lot of fun playing it again. Like I forgot how much fun this game was for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the thing about the graffiti I'm I'm torn between whether I prefer this version or the original one because there was something fun about the original where you had to do the almost like the QTE actually like moving the analog stick in the different directions to get the the paint done so it's almost like you it's really rewarding when you actually spray a tag um and and as you say this kind of like we can see the cops running after you and stuff and there's like a sense of urgency as you're trying to spray stuff but with Jet Set Radio Future I found the levels felt more like um, almost race courses, almost like you could you could get if you really get your flow going, you can actually go really fast, spray stuff as you go past it. And you kind of get this cool flow, and it goes really well with the music. So that's the thing; like the music makes the game as well. Um, and there's something I really enjoyed about that. So I felt like I, was, I felt the game just a lot faster and smoother than the original, and I think that's the reason why. So I did kind of enjoy it still, like. And in some ways more so than the original. Because I remember the original, when you first start playing, it's very long-winded to get like past the first few levels and stuff. It's just, well, the first couple of areas, it's just like, ooh, like trying to explain how to do everything. And this just felt a bit more natural. Um, so yeah, it just felt a lot smoother than the original one to me. Um, but yeah, I feel like you are missing that sense of urgency. Like when the cops came out and stuff, I didn't really care as much. Like I could just like, oh, it's last pass, rather than think... Because I think there's a strategy almost in the original as well, like especially like the first level when you first start playing, um, like you you it's when you sort of work out that it's better to do some of the bigger tags first when the cops aren't really around, and then you can get rid of the little small tags. Because quite often I I used to play it and be like I've got one massive one to do, so I find extra spray cans. There's, co- there's like cops after me. I'm like ah, 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 trying to do this massive thing, and the cops are jumping on you, and it's like no. So yeah, there's that element to it as well but yeah um yeah i didn't yeah. feel like i was um i only played the replay the first couple of levels i have played through this game before um but it's been a while but i did feel like in the first couple levels i didn't feel like i was pressured that i was ever running out of spray paint uh in the right. first game i definitely like like this one and you even you one thing that they add that i think is a big improvement is that boost button you yeah. use the spray paint Stands for, but it. Is, I don't even know how many it uses, but it does give you just a boost, so you can I think get away. Or get I think it's oh, really? ten spray cans to do the boost, basically something wow. like that. Yeah, um, yeah, it does feel a lot more racy, like race tracky than uh, than. Uh, um, let's see here. Then the first one does. The first one feels more open and exploratory. I feel uh, this one. I feel like even when you're in like the main GG's headquarters. Um, like that feels right to be a massive online multiplayer game lobby where you meet up with your buddies and then you decide to go spray parts of town and stuff like that. Like I really feel cool. like this could have been an online multiplayer game and how big the levels are. I feel like they maybe were experimenting with that. I don't know if I'm making that up in my head. Um, Cause the, you don't really have it. Well, you, you have a headquarters in the first game, but it's very much just an, uh, just a options menu essentially because you're like panning through your characters yeah. and the modes and your um uh uh the music and whatever the options are and things um but you know pros of that cons of that i was 
I was no joke getting lost in some of these levels because they look so similar. And in mm-hmm. the first game, I feel like the landscapes differ enough and maybe they're just more colorful that I can see the differences in the areas. But I like the the first, uh, I think, whatever, where you have to go over the 99, the group that has 99 in their name, I can't remember the whole name of. Um, yeah, but I can't remember now. You're like in kind of a Chinatown thing. And yeah. I could not tell the difference of where I needed to go in these pathways, even though I was using the map. Like I had to like tilt the thing and like, see, am I on the same level as this spray paint can? Is it up higher than me? And because they show you where graffiti souls are, where you can unlock other tags in the levels, I was trying to get all of those. And it was like, uh, I don't know if I'm having fun with this because I can't, I could not consistently get tags as I was like, zooming around stuff i kept missing things and had to turn around and whatever it it, i don't know as much as i complain about the controls in the first game i still feel like it's smoother and has more characteristic than this one overall okay interesting because i found so i don't know in terms of actually controlling i found this one just was just smoother for me um but i do i do kind of understand what you mean about the levels i feel like some of the areas especially i guess because the xbox is more powerful some of the areas were a lot bigger so yeah whereas the dreamcast each 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 level's got a lot to it but it's kind of everything feels a bit more constrained and stuff um and yeah chris i could totally hear you typing right now that's <laughs> quite a strange. um um sorry um yeah and so yeah the dreamcast ones did feel a bit more constrained but i feel like the maybe the level design was a little bit cleverer on the dreamcast original um I think whereas, so. whereas yeah. this one's a bit more open but again, I feel like that led to me finding the game a bit smoother and a bit more. I could just go around and woo. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's pros and cons to both. I, I think I enjoy both of them. I, I don't think I can say I prefer one over the other. They're just different, but the same. Uh, and it's, it's very weird that in. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. I, I was just going to say, in terms of styling, I feel I feel like it didn't hasn't lost the character the character elements to it that you sort of mentioning, or the Dreamcast original. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it definitely feels darker in stages. Like some certain areas are just a lot, not just visually darker, just feel they've got the atmosphere is a bit darker as well. But um, Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I uh, To comment on that, I put in my notes here, It this feels like a gritty reboot following a Saturday morning cartoon. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's kind of a good analogy, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I like, I don't dislike how this game looks, but I was just the everybody remembers the first game because it's so shiny and fun and carefree, and maybe that's because the marketing was better for the first one than the second one. I don't know. I, I legitimately don't remember commercials for this game, but I do remember them for the first one. Um, but maybe I was more in tune with uh, the Dreamcast than I was the Xbox overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this game's not bad, but I, I just feel like it's just it's different i don't know i feel like there's not as much attitude maybe or something it is weird and kind of jarring that you don't start the game with beat like you do in the first one yeah i'd forgotten about that and i was like who's this guy who's this character yeah who's corn like what's going on yeah and it's like yeah you unlock beats like i guess the character first character you unlock is just like oh there he is hi there's our buddy but i played this gum i i I love gum so yeah yeah, I have. A, I'm wearing a pin of her right now. It's not yeah, from future, are. but it's on original Jet Set. Nice. Um, that's why I'm wearing this hat and my beat glasses. It'll be yeah, grand someday. One day. I got the Jet Set hoodie behind me, baby. Yeah. Oh, I've got the uh, 
the t-shirt on for any keen-eyed viewers there. Yeah. We, we have a jumper uh, underneath because it's actually very cold right now. And that's why I'm rocking this weird 90s crunchy style. <laughs> um, uh, H2O Happy Dude says, so beat cosplay when? Uh, if you tuned in during the Dreamcast Marathon, that's what Graham did, basically. Oh, yeah. I did, didn't have to go to Basically, yep. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so do we want to get to some of the questions slash comments we had about this? Ken, I mean, does Chris have any any uh, comments about it? So, like, or anything, or are you? One thing I think about that I, I do think, but we need to do some research, but I think this might be like the most produced Xbox game ever when you bring into account like the Sega GT combo that they produced for this. It very well could be the the game that made more copies than any other ones. And conversely, it also was part of the bargain bins uh, during the GameStop <laughs> days. Uh, I don't know if, if you saw that, Graham, like in the UK, but if you went to GameStop in the waning days of like the Xbox and when the Xbox 360 was like really in full steam that first year, you could get these for like a penny oh, at wow. the, 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 the register... Um, at GameStop, they were just super cheap. They were just trying to get rid of them because they had so many of them. Uh, and I don't know what these days, like if, if if they're still super cheap to get, like on eBay. I haven't, I have not bothered because I have, I think uh, I have my copy of that still in my collection. Unfortunately, it's in uh, storage right now. But I, I just think that's a neat kind of like little side note to this game's history uh, because a lot of people kind of I don't know if they remember that part that this was bundled with Xboxes. Uh, and so that also kind of goes in, and goes back to that close relationship that Sega and Microsoft were able to form uh, during that time frame uh, to actually get a pack-in combo game uh, for Xbox systems. I think that's a pretty big deal. And something you don't see a lot, I think you see a lot more now with third-party companies, like partnering with, uh, you know, to release. Um, but it's something you, you know, didn't see a lot of back then, so I thought that was kind of neat about this game. Yeah. Um, um, I, I just. Up. Oh, go for it, Grant. I, I, I was checking online in one of our the one of the UK's biggest own gaming places. Um, I can't find the actual uh, double game like Sega GT and Jet Set Radio Future thing, but Jet Set Radio Future on its own is about forty pounds on this site. Wow. Sega GT two thousand and two. Do you want to guess a price? 16. 16. 20. You are both incorrect. It is one pound. <laughs> <laughs> so that shows the market That's value so of the two games. It's mental. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would understand that, though, so, because I mean, one's a racing game, and typically, I mean, because wasn't that an annual release at that time? The no. Game, they yeah, was, that? No, it was called 02. Yeah. The, 2002. But there's only two Sega like, GT games, so... Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I, I was just trying to think of like maybe like why would one hold its value so much more than the other? But I can see why Jet Set Radio Future uh, is is a well sought after game. Did yeah. you, Graham? Do you know if, if did you guys get that combo thing over in the UK? We did because I I own it. It's at my parents' okay. house at the moment, but um, I that's, I got my Xbox with it basically. So that's how I got my right. Xbox. I was like, yeah. Um, I'm now wondering if that that double pack is actually going to be cheaper than Jet Set Radio Future on its own because Sega GT 2002 brings the price down or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, I, think the reason, the, I think the reason why it would be was going back to my point is they produce so many of those because yeah. 
they were packed in in every uh, Xbox console is that that's why they were getting pennied out. And also, I was wondering why, like, I wonder what the the price nowadays would be on those combo discs. Just Yeah, I, I wish I could find it on the side. An oh, sorry. Scott has an answer. Go for it, Scott. Yeah, I was looking at all this while you guys were talking about it. So the um, the demo disc on its own, okay, so price charting has a variety of prices here um, because future... They say it's thirty bucks loose or fifty complete. Um, I couldn't find the demo on price charting, uh, but Sega GT, according to Game Value, now um, do you guys want to guess the uh, the complete value of Sega GT first in the U.S. of Sega GT, the fifteen dollars. Yeah. We got fifteen dollars. Do I hear more? Four dollars. Uh, $4.31. that's bloody close. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's complete. And then complete for the demo is 10 bucks. Uh, Jet Set on its own complete, apparently, is almost $40. Wow. That's about the same. Yeah, about the same. Uh, wow. I've legit never seen Jet Set on its own. I know. I, I no, knew that I that was going to. I don't, that's crazy. I don't know if I remember yeah. seeing it on its own either. That's weird. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, oh, so. wow. Yeah, um, but I remember Sega GT two thousand two being a pretty decent game. Definitely better than the, the Dreamcast original because the Dreamcast original was not a great racer, unfortunately. Oh, GT, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I remember the, the Xbox one being actually quite enjoyable. But that just be my happy memories of being excited of getting an Xbox and Jet Set Radio Future. Uh, and, and, the, the, uh, and then Microsoft oh. fanboys born. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say in the chat, H2O Happy Do said, I started working at a huge retail chain the week of the Xbox 360 release, and the employees were given the option to buy them for a special employee discount. We had a single bin full of Xbox games marked down to 60% Whoa. off. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Guinea Pig Mom was saying, when I lived in an apartment and a neighbor threw out a 360, grabbed it, and the only thing wrong with it is it needed a new XD tray. Um... Oh, well, this like the actual tray. Because that was a problem is uh, the not the not the plate itself, but like literally where it said 360 on the yeah CD tray. Sorry, oh, okay. I'm an idiot. Um, that that did come off a lot. Like we would get when I worked at GameStop, people would trade in 360s and they'd be like, but it works. I'm like, dude, it is missing a physical piece <laughs> on the front. and not replace. So like, would you want to buy this? That's what you could ask them. Would you? Would you be okay with buying this if, if no, this? Would, I would literally say that. I would to people that were being douchebags. I'd be like, "All right, you have to look at it like this. As much as I clean this up, would someone want to buy this missing a cosmetic piece?" And they'd be like, "I would." And I'm like, "All right, cool. Well, here you go." <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we get to this or the, uh, the 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 mailbag comments? Or oh yeah, let's do that. Uh, so we can understand the concept of love. All right. Uh, uh, so you're welcome for that. Um, pretty cool. Uh, Richard Jacques, 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 Richard Jacques, 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 Arjax was also known for Sonic R and Sonic 3D Blast and uh, Metropolis Street Racer. Mm-hmm. Um, Headhunter. And some other Ooh, hmm? yeah. He did the Headhunter soundtrack, which is one of my favorite soundtracks. I love that. 
Okay. Yeah, he's done some other stuff that I I don't want to load up the website because my site will lag super bad. Um, but he actually commented. I, I admittedly I tagged Naganuma and him on our tweet for this. Um, but he said I have some good. I have many good memories from working on Jet Set Radio Future with Hideki Naganuma. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah. That he commented on that, and then Mithril Fox in our Discord, uh, and I'll link it real quick in here. Um, for those watching us live, we've always got stuff going on in our Discord. It's pretty active. You can ask us questions there, even outside of right now and everything. But Mithril Fox said, Jet Set Radio Future is what put Sega on the map for me growing up. I fell in love with that stylish title. And so it's quite frustrating that Sega hasn't made any effort to bring that game forward to any modern system since. Mm. While the game plays out quite differently from the first, dropping the focus on graffiti QTEs with the game more focused on more verticality, tricks and the ability to fight back and making tagging a faster paced streamline experience. It didn't take away from the wondrous sights, the colorful visuals and the crazy story. I feel newer generations are missing out on this amazing non sequel. Mm. Um, I will. Hunt- that was really well written. That was Really well done. That was awesome. That's yeah. a good. Yeah, I, stuff right there. I think he, he's, they summed up in a more coherent form. What Graham and I were trying to <laughs> yes. say. I was like, uh, wow. <laughs> Um, I, th- that is something we forgot to point out. Like you can literally grind straight up telephone poles yes. and stuff in this. Um, which yeah. honestly, yeah, it just makes it anyway. Uh, but they said a question to you all, which character from the full lineup of unlockable characters were your favorites? And what did you think of the you? Maybe he meant UI. They meant UI. Let me double check uh, and make sure I copied that right. Um, but yeah, do you guys have a favorite character overall? So, oh, well, I, I think I mentioned it already. Gum. I know she's not unlockable technically. She's one of the characters you start off with, but I just, I, there's something about Gum. I've always enjoyed playing as Gum. And the original, original Jet Set Radio, I actually enjoyed playing as Yo Yo quite a lot. But in Jet Set Radio Future, Yo Yo's the character you're introduced to the game with. And for some reason, I'm just like, yeah, not that bothered. Um, although I do, I see, I think I played it recently. And I didn't. I didn't get too far into the game, I have to admit. Um, I can't remember all the unlockable characters now, to be honest. Uh, I completely mispasted their question. Um, The last half of their question was, what did you think of the Death Ball game mode? (laughs) Sorry. Why are we having so many problems today with this? It's ridiculous. (laughs) We can't do math right. We can't copy and paste right. I I blame Chris entirely for everything to do with this. (laughs) You chose it. It's fine. (laughs) I actually didn't choose this. I said we should do anniversaries, talk about anniversaries for upcoming games and things like that. And Jet Set Radio was the one coming up. But... I, you know, Graham, like, you're talking about Gum. Beat has always been my favorite character. I know that's not an unlockable one. I think one of the coolest looking characters looks Corn. I think, I, I love just his design. I think that's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, what about you, Scotty? I'm trying to look at a full roster right now. It's not helping me out here. Oh, wow. There are tons of characters in future. Mm. Holy crap. <laughs> I found like a picture of them. Um, I really like Gum, and I'm trying to remember who the goth girl was. Oh, yeah. uh, with blue hair. Not, not, uh, I don't know. I like the ladies of Jet Set, I guess. Um, let me take a look here. I'm going to type in Jet Set Radio Future Characters. I apologize. I'm probably lagging out super bad right now. And it's not me typing this time. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So that's all me, baby. Uh, I need a listing of them, though. That's the problem. I, I can't. 
remember her name. Trying to find it now. Uh, Sally. It's not Boogie, is it? Sally Acorn. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Akuma, Beat, Boogie, Clutch, Combo, Corn, Cube, Professor K, Garam, or not Graham. I thought he was called Graham. Uh, Gum, Ayashi, Jazz, Potts, Rith, Roboy, Rakaku, Goji, Soda, Yo-Yo, Zero Beat. Who's Zero Beat? (laughs) Is that like a like nega beat or something? I think so. Um, I like gum, and I just lost the tab I had open. God damn it! <laughs> Cube, Cube is the goth girl, I think. Oh, okay. And the uh, I like that you can play as Pots the dog. I could never actually unlock yeah. him in the game because you have to do something crazy to get him. I think isn't that right? I can't even remember. Um, I was actually just trying to look up if I could unlock him. Oh, you can unlock him in the original Jets of Rage, apparently, as well. Yeah, you had to beat all of the gangs. Oh, Mew. Mew is her name. I like her design. She's the one in the first game that has, like, a parka on, but then striped leggings, uh, and she's kind okay. of turquoise colored. And in the first one, I played more as Graham or Garam or whatever the hell his name is, because he had the highest, like, he was the strongest, so he had the best stamina, but he was the fastest of the people with high stamina. So he was a pretty good balance in that regard mm. for the longer levels. Um, so I will say Gum and Mew. Like it. Fine. Cool. I and think, that- uh, one thing I want to ask you guys, because, uh, I mean, this is a game that has not been you know, poured it over to anything. And so it's kind of a pain in the ass to play these days, right? Um, I mean, if you don't have original hardware, if, if you're not having the, the original Xbox, like, I mean, it's, you ha- may have to do some uh, unsavory things to, to play it <laughs> if you don't want it, is all I'm saying. So all I'm saying is we need to start putting some pressure on Sega here to get this game on current systems like what's going on why if this is such a big game for sig and microsoft from back in the day why have they not ported this over uh to the series x and the s like how awesome would this be in like 4k running at you know 60 frames per second 120 frames per second whatever bump it up all the way slide the slider all the way over to the right on everything and that's all they have to do right and then just re-release this thing for 20 bucks 30 bucks on on uh, you know their store, and it'd be perfect. I just, I, all I'm saying is like, I don't understand why a game as stylish and has much personality as this game has not seen some sort of re-release. I think that's almost a crime. Yeah, I I wonder if the music has something to do with the re-release. Maybe like weird copyright somewhere. And, Although uh, it's not, it's not like, for example, Crazy Taxi, where they had. Um, Official. Yeah, could- oh, actually, no. I was about to say, no. What I was about to say is completely wrong because they do actually have um, licensed artists actually making soundtrack for the Jetsu Radio games. Um, so that's yeah. not entirely true. Even though Richard Jacks and uh, uh, I forgot his name. Naginuma. Yeah, Naginuma. yeah. Um, even though they did work on the soundtrack, there's actually you know uh, was the Beastie Boys was in it. I think uh, they did Camp- have a track. Um, I think Insane Clown possibly had a track in one of them as well. And yeah. Um, other, other artists are available. How would you yeah. feel? Let me ask you guys this question: Would you, if if you had the, if you had to make the choice, whether it's like 
the only way we could re-release this game is if we removed all of that. Because Sega's done that before with Crazy Taxi, uh, I think. Yeah. Removed a lot of the Beastie Boys songs and stuff. Would you th- would you feel like that would itself just completely um, negate it? Or would you be okay if maybe they were like, okay, we're going to take out the licensed soundtracks, but we got Richard, Richard Jacks and Naginuma back in the studio to record some new tracks to replace some of these. Would like I'm trying to figure out like what would appease folks and what would be the most realistic way to get this game out today. Because you're right, it may be that might be the sticking point in some of these licensed stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know because when they did redid Crazy Taxi without the the original the correct sound the track let's say that the game was not as much fun so i feel like losing that you probably will lose a lot of what made this game into oh slutty shaking his head i don't know no as in it wouldn't be worth it don't release this game without the soundtrack it's Mm -hmm. not the same thing then at all um yeah yeah. there there was a feature on a previous site i was with called sounds of sega and someone talked about Crazy Taxi, and this game was definitely in there as well. There, there are games where the soundtrack is synonymous with them. So mm. it it it's almost as if you tried to re-release Daytona USA, and the first thing you didn't hear was do 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 Daytona. Um, <laughs> paraphrasing, uh, <laughs> but the uh, no, I don't think it would be worth it. I, I think it needs the soundtrack. I think mm. um, uh, to back up a little bit. Uh, I had no problem playing this game, and this is a rare time. Like I was, I sent you two a video of me. I, I zoomed in on the 360, zoomed in on the screen, and I was like, "Hell yeah, hell yeah!" Pan over to my girlfriend, I'm like, "Hell yeah!" And she didn't give a shit. And then I pan back at me. <laughs> and, but it was like a rare time when technology works for Scotty because he has outdated software and hardware. <laughs> I was gonna say that it's almost like Battlestar Galactica where they're like, Oh, we have to go analog. They could never hack us. It's like Scotty has to use like the most primitive technical equipment as possible just to make sure it works. It's like the only fail safe Scotty thing can do is just play like really old video games (laughs) in the most primitive way possible. (laughs) The water wheel and we were good to go. Oh man. So no, that's good. Like, so what do you guys think this game's lasting legacy is today? Like, I mean, it's a game that, Obviously, it was released nearly 20 years or so ago. Um, has not had a significant release on a, on a new platform, but people are still talking about it today. So, obviously, it's stuck in people's, you know, psyches. And so, but what is it about that game that's still, you know, relevant today? And, and where do you think, you know, the series is going to go maybe in the future? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. Scotty? <laughs> The soundtrack is all anyone remembers. Um, the characters are definitely memorable for this one, um, but I feel like the world and the, the the style is more remembered for the last one. Um, I mean, look at us. I, I have Jet Set sunglasses on. Jet, Graham, who are you, is wearing a Jet Set shirt. Um, I've got this hoodie behind me. I tried to look up before we started. There's no Jet Set Radio Future merch anywhere. Hmm. Um, I think Sega like, Europe Shop comes out with it every once in a while, and maybe they, yeah, I think Sega Sega Shop had some jet uh, stuff, jet set stuff. Of they, they had they've had Jet Set Radio stuff, but not the future stuff. I don't think so. I'm gonna quickly check. I'm gonna quickly check. That's what I would say. Right, yeah. right, you might be right about that, Scotty. Um, the only thing I can think is maybe there's like promo items somewhere, like there was like a poster or a sticker or a beanie or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, 
I don't think like, I, I mean, all I did was Google Jets at Rio future merch. Um, and everything came up for Etsy stores for, uh, beaten gum drawn 16 ways from Sunday and you know, mm-hmm. these glasses and stuff. There is some amazing cosplay cosplayers out there for this stuff as well that I've seen um, never in real life, but just pictures on the internet and stuff. I always uh, see someone cosplaying beat at uh, Magfest. Like it never fails every year. I will see someone cosplaying beat and it's always like really good stuff. I remember a couple years I was, I was really impressed with some of the, the, the jet set cosplay. And I think they even had a whole group if I remember, Ooh. and they had a like, man, I can't remember. It was maybe Marson and I. We were walking. I think we're coming down the elevator, and all over to the left of those main elevators is usually where they'll do like some, uh, some like uh, photo shoots. And I want to say they had like a whole like jet set, you know, care all a ton of characters over there. Uh, so that, I, I just think it's neat that there's something about this game that keeps sticking in it. I don't know if it's it's only the music or what, but I just think it's a special game and it would be a shame if like Sega never did anything with this series. Do you think, let me ask you guys this. Do you think this is a series that could be successful today? Or do you think it's one of those that belongs kind of in the year it was created, like in its own time and should stick it say there. I, I, I feel like if this was released maybe on PC or something, I think it might do quite well. Um, because there's a lot of sort of, well, there's a lot of indie style games which kind of go along this sort of roots and styling. Mm-hmm. But exactly. I feel like if, was- if it was released like mainstream or the major consoles and stuff, I feel like it would just not do very well because everyone's all about Fortnite and you know, I don't know, Pokemon Go and stuff. What's what's popular this year? Jesus. Yeah, no, I hear you. It does seem like the same, like just the. Yeah, like the the big multiplayer online games is the massive thing at the moment still, even though it's been there for like two or three years now. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like unless it's like a big established franchise, it's just not really stuff like this quirky stuff. It just isn't taking effect, taking hold. Oh right, yeah, we're too serious now. Yeah, it's which is a shame because gaming back in the day was all about the fun and quirky, bright colors, and you know. Although I think that there's still some room for that because I mean the Yakuza series is one of the quirkiest things ever in a video game and it's as popular as ever today um i know that this game isn't kind of like that um in terms of like the quirkiness and stuff but yeah i feel, um, I feel maybe like it's just like a small budget indie style game or something like that yeah. maybe if they work with a small company like you know they did with streets of rage four and you know mm. uh you know maybe they could have it where there's it's maybe not a huge investment they're they're not putting millions of dollars in this game necessarily yeah. but maybe they have a small team work on it and it might be something that you don't need a big team to do something like this. I know Hover, I don't know how many people they had on their development team when they create uh, developed Hover, that uh, indie jet set style. It's hard to describe. It's like an online jet set style online game. I don't know. But uh, something like that. And it shows that the gameplay is still relevant today. Because there's, like you said, Graham, there's indie developers creating games that are very close and, and you know take much a lot of inspiration from it uh, hmm. Scotty what do you what do you think uh, we didn't answer mithril fox's question about death ball mode at all oh, <laughs> oh okay death ball mode what up Caesar death ball mode is where you have a time bomb essentially and you're trying to it's like hot potato with um, a bomb or something hmm. but th- this game also has 
four player multiplayer stuff going on in it that we didn't even talk about, but I barely experienced. I never played it with another physical person. Um, I don't know how that is. If we can maybe get some Parsec stuff going or try to figure that yeah, out someday. Um, that, that lends to, this could have been an MMO. It, I, it really could have. Um, but so unfortunately we don't have too, I don't think we have much of an opinion on death ball mode. Just the fact that there is four player split screen stuff is crazy and cool to me though. Did you ever play that Graham at all? I didn't know. I, to be honest, I didn't realize that was a thing until we saw the question right before Fox. So yeah. I just missed that. So I, I don't think I ever actually finished the game on the original Xbox. I got really far. I don't mm-hmm. actually remember finishing it. Um, yeah, I think unlock parts the dog in this one if you just finish the game and maybe that was my incentive to do it i think no i think you have to get jet a jet level on all the levels or something i think i read that uh, earlier. Well, you have to achieve jet one you, I do know that's how you unlock them and i could never do that I thought this, um, okay i don't know I just, I just read it online and said something about that for jet like your future um okay i don't I'm know just, i'm not saying my huh? oh, chris has walked away because i was actually trying to look up something on kickstarter um because i I backed a project not that long ago. Oh, Pro, was it Protoid Delta? Have you heard of that? I have not. I was going to mention the Jet Set inspired games, but you go ahead with that one because I don't know that one. So, Protoid? What? Yes. Oh. Protoid Delta, sorry, is what it's called. I can spell that. Um, oh, Proto. Oh, I've completely mispronounced that. Protodroid. What did I say? Protoid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You guys got that pro drive? <laughs> we are not having a good day today. It's it's not really it's weird. It's like the more the graphical styling is Jet Set Radio inspired, but it's not um it's not like you're on skates or anything like that. You're the what the looks like the level design and the, the animation and colourings and stuff are very similar. Uh that's a game oh. back a while ago, which I think is now finished or the anyway. Um Okay, well, to talk about Jet Set-inspired games, there is Hover that's out there. And initially, the game's title was Hover Revolt of Gamer. So glad they changed that. Um, it's not bad. The PS4 version has really sloppy online. The PC has better online. Um, I streamed it a while back. Uh, it's a much more open, colorful, and interactive Jet Set. It kind of reminded me of um, Beyond Good and Evil a little bit with okay. the atmosphere. Uh and the other ones, uh, Neon Tail was out recently. Um, that's not artistically as inspired by Jet Set, but clearly playstyle wise, uh, more of like the name suggests Neon. Um, kind of a Sailor Moon meets Blade Runner, I felt. Uh, and then the last one that's the last big one that's uh, some of the more well known Jet Set inspired stuff, a new one coming out is called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk which straight up looks like it's just ripped right from the Jet Set world. Wow. Um, I'm very excited for that game because it looks really solid. Um, so, yeah, if you want to play something that's like Jet Set, uh, it's another one of those, Sega's not doing it, so the fans have to. That's not just with Sega. That's Castlevania, other crap. Um, Hover, uh, Neon Tail, Bomb Rush, Cyber Funk are nice. some good Jet Set-inspired games to check out. Yeah. I think so. Awesome. No, that's 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 really cool. I think it's going to be interesting to see what fresh developers and like you know people that may have been inspired by these games and what they can kind of do with the premise of this game and what uh, you know the, the the team at Smilebit did with the original game. Maybe this new generation of players could make some awesome spinoffs that like take this series and you know maybe not directly a, a direct line of sequels 
but maybe just a you know spiritual successors that kind of live on and and maybe who knows maybe people like Naganuma who has done a lot of uh, indie uh, work over the years I think he even did some stuff in in Hover I believe um, yep. it would be awesome to see him continue to to do these type of things and projects because I know he's been a big proponent of of bringing this series back you know over the years and. And he's really supported it. So I think you know anything that we could do to to lend some more eyeballs and stuff on this series, and uh, maybe if, if Sega won't do it, heck, you know let the let the indie developers take over because yeah. they certainly will if if Sega won't. Um, and it seems like they're yeah. doing exactly that. So that's awesome. Hell yeah! I'm looking forward to seeing some of these games. I thought uh, that I had it behind me, but Limited Run did do a physical release of Hover that I was able to snag somehow. Godspeed finding that at a reasonable price, but yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's going to wrap up yeah. our chat on that, right? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think that sort of draws us to a close there. And this is any final comments in the, the the chat there, Scotty, at all? Or um, I hope I read your name right. Mark Score, don't cry. Said very interesting discussion and issue. Big Jet Set fan in the chat there. But, oh, yeah. yeah. And I think what we'll do is we'll start do we'll try to do more of these anniversaries. And it's not meant to be a retrospective where you watch this; it's going to be a complete history or anything. But it's just going to be our memories of these mm-hmm. games, and you know, kind of kind of just talk about some what ifs. You know, like what if Sega made a sequel to it? Those type of things. Just add, throw some interesting questions, have some interesting dialogue about it, and I think it'll it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, just fun chatting about some of these old games, and the anniversaries give us a reason to look back at them and, and just kind of have some fun with them. So who knows? We'll, we'll try to keep this a fun, lighthearted discussion. Maybe once every, every four or five podcasts, we'll bust out, you know, like a Sega talk or something like that. And we'll, yeah. uh, we'll do one. And these. we'll uh, get the date of this release wrong again. Or, oh, we'll do that. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's going to happen every single time. That, now. that was a massive near um, there. Sorry, everybody. For that, Matt. Maybe some Sega talk Sanchiro. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like it. Yes, I know. Just keep that. We're keeping that. <laughs> I would say that overall we've understood, understand, 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 understand the concept of love. <laughs> okay, and with that, that, with with that, have we got? Uh, we'll wrap up the show there. Have we got any? Um, have we got any announcements to make, uh, Chris or Scotty? Um, uh, I will say not. I will say this: uh, we have made some some pretty exciting uh, progress uh, on. Uh, Megavisions, uh, the, the, on the magazine side. So more to come. We haven't ha- got anything to really announce right now, but we have some exciting things, uh, moving in the background. So, uh, if you're listening and you're wanting to figure out what's going on with the magazine, we'll have some stuff that we're going to announce, uh, you know, really soon. But we did have an announcement a couple weeks ago, uh, that basically gave everyone an update on the magazine. Uh, we're going to, I want to put that on the, the website this week. Uh, that same nope. post. That way, maybe people who are not, I like what you did there, Scotty, uh, but maybe people who are not uh, Patreon supporters but are still wanting to kind of un- understand what's going on with the latest of the magazine can understand and uh, and read that. So we'll do that this week. Uh, but that's really all I have is in terms of updates and things like that. Awesome. Cool. Um, We're streaming just about every day. Uh, keep an eye on Twitter because we always post our schedule on there. Um, Twitter is Megavisions Mag, as in short for magazine. Uh, but we've got Monday, usually Fantasy Star, whatever TJ is feeling. Thursday Night Throwdowns is Corey and myself hosting some community-based stuff. We might be coming up on another Sonic Transform night. We're not sure. Um, 
Friday night, Fridays, you guys or Graham stream speed devils. And then, uh, Sundays is this sometimes Saturdays as well. Twitter is the place to be honestly to hop in our discord again, just to keep up with everything realistically. Yep. Perfect. And yeah, with that, I guess we'll wrap up the show. So yeah, thanks oh, everybody for, Oh, I forgot. I recently reviewed a fan inspired soundtrack. Someone wrote a full like music CD kind of soundtrack inspired by jet set so check that out on the site as well <laughs> good little good little extra bit of the news there fantastic yeah check that out that'd be awesome um but yeah uh perfect so yeah thanks everyone for watching thanks for joining thanks for getting involved in the chat and yeah we've been mega vision so catch you later be excellent to each other honey i gotta tell you about this sandwich I uh, don't think your RTX is on. <laughs> I, it's, it's not on. And I'm, I'm being attacked by my wife. <laughs> oh, you. She comes in here and like has something like has some toilet paper. She's like, "Here, can you hold this? I have to blow my nose." I'm like, "Okay, what?" It's a, like a dead mouse in the. <laughs> <toilet paper. laughs> I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> Good job, Jamie. Yeah, she got me on that one. The screaming you heard was me <laughs> freaking <laughs> out in the bathroom. Uh, Graham's not recording. Whatever. Fuck. I know that was probably a pretty good moment if we had caught that, but that was pure genuine too. She Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs>